They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. That's not how it works. Mia O'Brien. Should I laugh? Should, should I not laugh? And Leon Searcy. This is a big boy league. How you like me now? How you like me now? Monday, Players Week. Coming out of a beautiful weekend. Welcome to XL Primetime. Half your Monday already accounted for. Mondays, yeah, you're not crazy about them, but it's already halfway gone. So let's get into it. Hopefully everybody had a good weekend. Uh, we had a lot of great golf down the road in Orlando and in Puerto Rico with a Pontevedra resident winning down in Puerto Rico. And we've got the players all rolling in. We'll be out there in force beginning tomorrow. And we've got combine talk to talk about. I, I got to go through my combine eyes. Who fell in love over the uh, last handful of days? Boy, did they fall in love with Anthony Richardson. Oh, my gosh. Now, Leon, I'm looking at you, and I'm thinking you might be the one who consumed uh, as much or more combine than, than, than any of us. As a past player, you know exactly what it's more like. More than I know. wanted to. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, you did, did you just find yourself just, – just, just, you just kept watching? I just kept watching. I, I, I was definitely intrigued by it. I usually don't watch as much combine, but I never had one guy anticipation of AR. Mm-hmm. I had to watch the AR show, and he put on a performance. I'm a believer. Yeah. This kid is a freak of nature. Not on the field. You are I'm not a about, believer. I am a believer. <laughs> I am a believer it. that Anthony Richardson is going to do something for whatever franchise decides to pick for him. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it, it's almost inexcusable that this kid played as badly as he's played as much of a phenom he is as an athlete. See? He is a See? Physical <laughs> See what I said a week ago? See what I said? Indictment on Billy This is Napier. where it's going to lead to. I'm, I'm, this is, and this I'm is just, a guy who's just here. But if you're going to indict, you've got to indict two guys. No, it, it, listen, first of all, it can be a two-way street. It can be the coach and it can be the player. I'm, exactly. I'm just saying. You, but, you're, you're, exactly. you're, but your initial statement was, it's almost unbelievable, Inex- inexcusable. inexcusable what happened. But, yeah, it, Why he didn't play this way. Absolutely. Because this kid is just a freak of nature. I mean, the, the vertical jump, the, the 40, the throws, I mean, the deep throws, the arc on the ball and hitting right in the place of the hand. <clears throat> I couldn't understand it. Now, th- now this is isolated with no blitz and, yeah. and none of all that kind of stuff like that. But, you know, this is what they set up for guys like him to come out and perform the way they perform, yeah. you know, to, to get the buzz. And he definitely he – sto- he was a showstopper this weekend. I, I mean, that was only – I mean, I, I watched the linemen and – I watched the running backs and the wide receivers and all this kind of stuff, but all eyes was on Anthony Richardson this yeah. week, and he showed his you-know-what. And, 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 look, we want to hear from you, uh, especially if you Gator fans. Do you believe it was coach-driven or player-driven uh, his last two years at the University of Florida? Uh, some of the stuff that, uh, obviously, we've been talking about. You saw him as a, as a, as a pro prospect. We know he's going to be drafted. We just don't know where. Uh, so you guys can jump in on that. And uh, there are definitely going to be detractors, naysayers, People are going, uh, y'all are going to get set up, you know, that type of deal. But it's just unbelievable from a physical point of view what this guy represents. So Leon already made the not-so-bold prediction. Maybe it is bold during the pre-show meeting. Colts trade up to number one, and they select Anthony Richardson. We can't forget the He's fact that – He's got him going number one. I, I know he does. And we had boots on the ground tell us the Colts have been in Jacksonville yeah. observing Anthony Richardson over the past month. So mm-hmm. that's not so far-fetched. The other factor, though, is 
at Shane Steichen's introductory presser, Jim Irsay specifically references the quarterback from Alabama. And mm-hmm. that's the other, I think, big yeah. storyline coming out of the quarterbacks besides Will Levis throwing a 59-mile-per-hour fastball is Bryce Young's height. He would be the smallest, the lightest quarterback drafted yeah. since 2003 at 5'10", 3'8", or whatever the yeah. minute measurements were. He did get over 200 pounds, 204 pounds. A lot of milkshake um, weight. My question is, at what point do we uh, – maybe at the players this week. Maybe I go. To, I stop at Walgreens. Mm-hmm. I submit the photo, and we we blow it up, life-size poster, me standing next to Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and we start the conversation there. Um, because I don't want Bryce Young in the AFC South. Um, I mean, would I rather Anthony Richardson in the given, in, in the short-term future? Yes. With a team that is, certainly it has pieces on the defensive side of the ball. It's bringing back Gus Bradley as its defense coordinator. It has Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. yeah but I yeah. would much rather see Anthony Richardson than I would Bryce Young. Yeah, and, and Matt, you know, I, I, I look at one guy who is a physical specimen, and you go, this is undeniable, especially in today's RPO world that we are in in the National Football League. And you, you kind of look like, wow, what what enormous potential but can he deliver? And then the other guy is diminutive. He's not a big cat at all, yet he's the guy who's probably the most polished passer in this group. Didn't throw because he didn't need to over the weekend. So here's – the. This is the problem I have with with the Anthony Richardson hype. I think it's great because it's you know local kid and and he's Danny's guy. And I think it's fantastic. I love it. But you got by the way, the, that's you got, Mr. Denny Thompson right? now that uh, now no that longer the quarterback. Now whisperer. that he's been on Pat McAfee, yeah, show, he's all right? over the place. Now. Um, I I you know the NFL Network was they they showed this graphic about and comparing Anthony Richardson to Cam Newton when Cam Newton went to the combine in 2011 and how he's you know, three quarters of an inch shorter, and he weighed four pounds less, and he had a four 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 forty, and Cam had a four six, and he was ten nine broad, and Cam had a ten six, and yeah. you know, it's all this. You know, look at him compared to Cam, and I'm thinking, one guy's the greatest player in the modern era of college football, the other guy lost to Vanderbilt. Yeah, eye popping. Wh- what are we missing here at this yeah. point? Yeah. Well, what are we missing? You know what it is? It's just the same old. The other guy on the last play of the game against Vanderbilt on a hail mary. Threw it out of the field, right. over the field, into yeah. the stands. Yeah, eight yards above whoever could actually try and even what get to it. What are we missing right now? Uh, well, Seriously. You know what this is? It's off-season minutia. Okay, no, that's... I don't see. I don't think it is. I think it's the NFL guy saying he'll be better with us. No, 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 no. We no, will no, coach well, him better. True. That's true, but it's still off-season minutia. It's people trying to create a story and do a comp and say that this guy reminds them of that guy. And like I, like I said, the comparison ends – after the combine, go play ball and show me that he's anywhere it's, near Cam right. Newton. It's the strangest thing ever because all you ever hear from these guys, and I hear it from scouts over and over and over, your tape is your resume, your tape is your resume, your tape is your resume, and then the quarterback position rides, yeah. and they don't even give a flip about it. Well, I'll, I'll, do a, I'll do a quick comparison. Uh, big, We're talking comparable size, speed, strength, all that stuff. Leon Searcy versus uh, Claude Jones. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Both big men, right? Both big men. Number one recruit in the nation, one of them. The other one, two-star athlete. We all know how that went, okay? One guy ended up going in the first round. The other guy other guy has had a, an amazing career in the medical field, but not in the National Football League. I mean, that's what we're talking about is these it, comparable. I mean, it, it is, but to me, I think we have to zero on the quarterback because they are so stuck on stupid right now, the NFL. It's, un, it's unreal what they do. The Niners <laughs> traded away – Two first-rounders and a second-rounder, right? Mm-hmm. Or two firsts and a third? 
for a guy that's going to be on their bench now. For the, the last guy in the draft, this last draft, is their quarterback. Yeah, yeah, Had he not tore his pec yeah, he, or what, with the elbow, whatever yeah, it was, yeah, you see he's how, their quarterback. Yeah. yeah, here's what you do. You give him credit for finding Brock Purdy, and then you blast him for, for being such you know. Right, well, it's not just that. It's, that, it's that, trade. oh, by the way, if you're going to do your tape as your resume, Brock Purdy had great tape. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trey Lance had 16 games in the FCS. Right. right. It was a short film. Yeah. It I, short it's film. just, it's so weird to me how the NFL, well, just in that position, they lose their mind. Well, it's the only position where you don't have to be polished and you can go on in the first round. Because offensive coordinators think they can bring you whatever you did in college, they can bring you and they can, you know, recalibrate Develop you. you. Yeah. yeah, recalibrate you, whatever that you may be struggling with. Strangest thing. But, but if that was a left tackle, if that was a left tackle, who had played sputteringly like Anthony Richardson played. Right. There's no way to be talking about him. <laughs> undrafted. Uh, no he'd way be he'd be talking about right. him. He'd yeah. be undrafted. Yeah, absolutely. He would absolutely be undrafted. Yeah. A guard, whatever position, any position out there. If it was a wide receiver who was catching the ball, what, what less than 50%. What, what, yeah. Anthony Richardson was uh, If there's a wide receiver right that played in Florida. 59, 59, yeah, Wait, I don't know why I'm saying if there was. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there are receivers in yes. Florida that caught the ball once every two passes thrown to them. They're not getting drafted. No, no. Well, all right. So that, that's all right. We're going to look at him. We're going to look at history. We're going to look at where you think he may end up going. We've got a handful of uh, weeks to look forward to that. We also have just a handful of days before free agency begins. And we got all sorts of things cooking when it comes to free agency tags, no tags. So it's coming down to the wire with Lamar Jackson. And the word coming out of Baltimore is that they may put a non-exclusive franchise tag on him. So instead of 45, whatever that big number is, it's 31, 32 million dollars, and it gives the other teams the ability to come in and negotiate with Lamar and then reward the Baltimore Ravens with a couple first round picks and then take take him off of their hands. This is major. Derek Carr is now going to sign with New Orleans. We don't know exactly what's going to happen uh, up in New York, but a non-exclusive franchise tag for Lamar Jackson, that's going to cause a little bit of um, – that, that's going to cause some movement in the National Football League. So who do you like? I, I like – I think Atlanta's a player here. Mm -hmm. uh, I think – I don't know whether Tampa would be a player, but it's certainly a possibility. Uh, I think you look around and you think of, of Carolina and some of the other teams that right now are in the quarterback derby, and then you have to match it up with salary cap and how much they've got and going and getting a guy like that. But catching him $13, 14000000 million cheaper and going and doing the deal? Better question. If the Ravens let Lamar walk, and Calais Campbell, Jacksonville Jaguar great, now with Baltimore Ravens, he says he's coming back for another year. Um, he was on the NFL Network during the combine coverage, and mm -hmm. he insisted that this is not a situation where both sides want to part ways. Mm -hmm. Lamar wants to be in Baltimore. The franchise and the rest of the team want him in Baltimore. But here's my question, Leon. Mm. Lamar walks. What in the heck are the Baltimore Ravens going to do? Because that offense is designed around him. I know, and we didn't even get to this on, I believe it was Thursday's show. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens, oh, went, yeah. off went off on the front office. But, like, I mean, if you lose Lamar, I, 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 like, what are you, you're really going to roll with Tyler Huntley? Or are you tanking like uh, the Tennessee Titans? Let's stick a pin in that because we'll circle back. Maybe they're trying to do. Yeah, I, you know, I think I, I think the Ravens moved on. For, I, I, listen, I think Lamar did the best thing. Lamar did is that he didn't come back and play when he was when he was. Um, they wanted him to play with a brace because mm -hmm. of that knee. 
And you, you want to get the organization, you want to be the team player and everything like that. Organizationally, when you think that they got your best interest in hand, but something had to go awry with the contract where Lamar's like, look, y'all, y'all, y'all don't care about me. You know, y'all would have made this deal done. I wouldn't have to have to deal with these issues. And maybe I'll come back and play for you, you know, on a bum knee or with a knee brace mm-hmm. if y'all paid me correctly. So I think down the stretch, he wanted to show the Ravens, look, this is how you're going to struggle without me. Right. And I, I think it went awry from that. there. I think when it arrived from there, and I think that both sides are going to just part ways. And and the Ravens, there's no way they're going to go on the season uh, with that with that back quarterback, even though he subliminally went to the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have yeah. gone. He <laughs> shouldn't have gone, but whatever. They got to be looking down the stretch and picking up a quarterback. And I, I, I tell you where I like Lamar. I like Lamar Lamar in Miami and trade two of the Tampa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about that? It's certainly not impossible because you take Lamar back to his roots down in South Florida. We don't know what's going on with Tua. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Miami earlier, Leon, and I keep trying to figure out whether I'm, you know, like I'm in on that or not because we're talking that would be a massive double move, okay? Mm-hmm. When when you send a guy out who had a pretty sensational start under Mike McDaniel, that was pretty good stuff from Tua, and then he got knocked around and concussed and. In, in his his career, I, I don't know if it's in jeopardy, but it's certainly a, an injury concern, a massive injury concern going forward. Certainly that would be a big leap if they did that. I mean, he, he threw six touchdowns against the Ravens. One game that was that game was yeah. when it was when it was really connecting. Oh, yeah, and when he was healthy, yeah, they with Waddle and Hill, the combination of of quarterback and those. But but moving forward, those if two. If you're the Finns moving forward, don't you at least have to consider it, right? You got to consider everything with that position. You well, especially consider... since his his medical history, right? His, right. his medical history demands it. All right, but think about this too. Whoever's going to go get Lamar, you got to think about his injury history and his long term future. But his isn't head. That's the difference. No, no, very true, very true. I'm just saying that here we are, five years into Lamar's career. He, I'd have to go back and look at the total number of games he's missed, but. He is a running threat as much as he is a passing threat. And so those, you know, you, you start attacking those knees, you got to be a little worried about that if you're going invest to invest in him mm-hmm. big time. And it's you know, the last two years he's missed games, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, because he yeah. won the uh, MVP was 2019, yeah. 2020. And so, and so that, that, but we're talking about a massive shift. We've been talking about this quarterback position for a while, just how crazy it, it can get and will be over the next handful of weeks. Franchise tags, we're going to look at, A lot of them, we haven't seen as many of them be placed on players except for Evan Ingram here locally uh, and a handful of other guys. But we're going to find out where that ultimately goes as well. Uh, I I feel like I I, want to boycott the idea of bringing up Aaron Rodgers. I I just – I hate bringing it up. Well, he's emerged from from the darkness. Yeah, But but, I I think we have to bring it up because we already brought up Derek Carr. Yeah, and and what's happening in New York. Right, and that's that's my bigger question is, is a team like the New York Jets – who, mind you, again, let's revisit, back mm-hmm. in December when this football team in this town beat them, and they, you know, it was clear as day. They are truly a quarterback away, if there ever was that. Right. But they, if you remember, I brought I brought this back up on the show when I came back from New Jersey, mm-hmm. all those Jets fans <clears throat> calling into WFAN at 1 in the morning saying, we want Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. And Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. Derek Carp, we could do better than that. Mm-hmm. But my question is, have they played their hand too much? Because well, now you're going to bank on you're going to get Aaron Rodgers, 
What if he doesn't come? We we already know that they're stumping for him in Las Vegas. For all we know, he could return to Green Bay. And now if you're the Jets, Jimmy Garoppolo probably doesn't like hearing, you know, the fact that you've been flirting and courting Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers and not him. Well, Derek Carr was told he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And he, you're, he, they basically, New York, looked at Aaron or uh, Derek Carr and said, you're our first choice if we don't get our first choice. That's basically what they said. And so Derek Carr could probably read the, the tea leaves there. They're going like, you know what? I just need to get my party started. Uh, give me a good contract. Give me a good team with a decent defense. And, hey, the New Orleans Saints have a decent defense. And he can come in there and not have to worry about the headache of, uh, of what's going to happen up in New York and whether they're just going to keep trying to dance with Aaron Rodgers for the next handful of weeks. That, that, that's a heck of a thing to be hanging out there and worried about it. So Carr's like, let's just move on. Get me to New Orleans and, and let's do our deal. And for Dennis Allen, the head coach in New Orleans, he gets to try and immediately start with his quarterback and know that that's going to be his guy going forward. I I think it's a fairly good move on their part. If you look at the NFC and AFC South, how many secure quarterback positions do you have among eight cities? How many secure positions, AFC South and NFC South? You really – you got you got Trevor. You got Trevor. Um, we don't. G- Gino might get replaced. Not replaced. Yeah, he's in the South, right? See how those. Yeah, is, uh, yeah they're, they're yeah. talking about tagging him, yeah. and then oh, uh, tagging and them, then and that's then maybe one year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Saints, Panthers, no, no, they Titans, no. All these other teams got to draft quarterbacks. Right, and Colts got to draft. Texas got to draft. Like like Ryan Tannehill, they <clears> may <throat> keep him. They may keep him. But that's but he's still it's a huge yeah, he's question still mark. Shaky. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you already have the the, the Colts moving up uh, and moving into that number one spot. So I, I don't know how much the draft boards will change at the top coming out of this combine, but you'd have to assume fairly dramatic change at the top once they see all these mm-hmm. workouts and start putting all their things together as far as the directions that they want to go. You know, make that decision. Mm-hmm. We'll find out whether or not they do it. We definitely need to get into the players uh, we mentioned yesterday. JJ, I'm sure you were watching some of it uh, when it came to uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational down at Bay Hill, and Kirk Kitayama comes out of nowhere. Yep. And we talk about these designated events, these elevated events. That right there is the key. All those top players in the world and the guys who are playing hottest at the right time right now, that dude goes up there and beats the Rorys, the Shefflers, the Speeths of the world. Uh, it's set up for a great finish. Uh, did you watch? How much did you watch it? In Orlando, JJ. No, I didn't see anything of no? it this weekend, actually. Okay, I thought. Listen, you were a birthday celebration. I, I was. I yeah, didn't have time for golf. Yeah, let's play that birthday golf. music. Listen, I saved myself up for this week. This is when I really start watching golf. Right. Honestly, like everything before this, Bay Hill used to be like not that big. I guess. Am I wrong about no, that? No, you're not. You're not wrong. Okay, so I, that was just never an event that I really cared about, but uh. Now I never know which one of these events are like the big ones or not. Mm-hmm. And I sort of pisses me off as a guy who's a players guy mm-hmm. that they have a big event the week right before the players. Yeah, well, Hate they're going to move that around. It's not going to be that okay. way all the time, but you'd have to assume for Arnie's sake that they're going to probably keep that alive as much as possible. But you'll see them kind of pick and choose week before or play two weeks before and then take this week off. But whatever the case is, this is coming in at the right time where you can have back-to-back weeks of some really good golf. And we're going to see it. But for Kurt Kitayama, I loved it for this for, for this kid. Well, also, he fended off 
Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy on yeah. Sunday, which, I mean, listen, uh, the story, I mean, if you want to kind of dive into the Kitayama yeah. story, I mean, this is a guy who first ever went on the tour. Barely had a top 10 uh, this time a year ago. Yep. Honestly, I don't even know if he had a top 10 this time a year ago because he kind of came on in the summer stretch uh, and moved up. But, yeah, very little experience, uh, and he was able to get the job done. Jordan Spieth, I want to say bogeyed maybe three straight holes. It could have been three o- over a five-hole stretch, but the bottom line is on the back nine when he needed it most, could not make a putt. Could not make a Which part. has been the issue, correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, yeah. most well, of the last five to seven years. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go that far back because he was a real reliable and putter when he for won a the long, open, long time. Right, and when he won the Open, he obviously, you know, mm-hmm. he, the putter was working then. But yeah. it's been the last few years, even in the last two years, where he started winning again on yeah. the tour. Yeah, because he the went The putter from, has still failed him from time to time. Yeah, he went a four-year winless drought from 17 to 21. Then he's been able to win back-to-back seasons and is trying to get himself back in position, but hasn't been able to do it. All right, so we got the players. We're looking forward to that. We'll be out there from Tuesday on the military appreciation. Tomorrow, Riley Green, the artist that will be performing on the Island Green 17. That is all going to be part of your Tuesday. So let us know if you're heading out there. We will be set up uh, in that Sawgrass square area which is a just a fun interactive area where you can come up say hello you'll be able to enjoy all the you know different places where they've got food uh and we definitely would love to see you as we get rolling it is xl primetime on a monday a beautiful monday it's players week this is xl primetime brought to you by florida home ac now that's cool on 1010XL. Players Championship Week. Post NFL Combine Week upon us here in Northeast Florida. XL Primetime rolling on a Monday from 1010XL World Headquarters. Mia O'Brien, Joe C., Matt Hayes, Leon Searcy, and JJ LaSalva with you until 3 p.m. Before I go any further, boys, some news and notes that need to be addressed. Uh, we begin. I want to shout out my boy, King Mike, at KingM91 on Twitter. He actually sent a tweet. On November 12th, I'm going to put this out there now. If the Jaguars make the playoffs, I will do the Gate River Run in a blonde Trevor Lawrence wig. <laughs> and, oh. folks, Big Mike paid up. He did. King Mike paid up. He wore he wore his his Trevor wig. Got a little too hot, 81 degrees, so he, he did take it off midway through. But uh, shout-out to the Jaguars, too, for uh, giving him his flowers. Yeah. The other thing I want to touch on real quick, though, Noble. Did you know what Noble was? Uh, we asked JJ the question the other day to look yeah. it up because we I didn't know what it was. I thought it we was, thought it was an energy drink. Yeah, so a, did a I. Counter to to Red Bull is what I thought. Apparently, they're sick gym shoes, sneakers. Yeah, they got yeah. joggers and sweats, which is awesome. Apparel. Um, obviously, they were one of the primary sponsors of the 2023 scout, scouting combine in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and they their name was prominently featured on all of the players. Oh, yeah. Attire, which oh, yeah. is tremendous marketing. Um, but let's take it one step further, Josie. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm sure the players got nothing for that. Yeah, of course. They didn't get their free joggers here, or anything. Here's, here's your. Yeah, here's they your, probably did get like free grab outfit. bag. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to take it one step further, boys. Uh-huh. I roll up to TPC Sawgrass this morning to pick up the remaining credentials for mm-hmm. the good folks here at 1010XL. And I see a PGA Tour trailer. Right. Guess who the sponsor is? Noble. Noble. <laughs> Better yet, yeah. I just got an email from Noble. Yeah. 
Excited that you'll be in Palm Valley for the Players' Championship. Here's all the events we're going to be having for brand on-site activities. That's good. What yeah. a world. Noble, you can sponsor me because I, I got Noble punked. Noble is noble. I got yeah. punked noble. by you, and now I need to pay up. My goodness. There's like these random brands that will just pop up, and, that, and then they're everywhere in your face. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like there's – I don't know if you've realized this, but there's a new Sprite on the block, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's – I don't remember what it's called, but the spelling looks sort of like Sprite, and even the can looks exactly like it. Pepsi has just decided they're going to copy it's everything like sunny about or something. What's it called? Yeah. Starry. Yes, starry. That's what yes, Starry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it actually tastes exactly like Sprite, exactly exactly. but like same color, same everything. I I guess they discontinued Sierra Mist. Am I wrong about really? that? Really? Yeah. yeah. That, that and I'm like, it. imagine being the one guy in America who loved Sierra Mist. Yeah. And then it just goes away. What happened to Mellow Yellow? Huh? It's there you go. There around. you go. What happened to Mellow Yellow? Still? Oh, yeah. You can <laughs> is get it still around? Yellow. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, there we go. Off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, uh, to Leon's point, the Ravens don't need Jackson. They have pro bowler Tyler Huntley. Yes. Uh, that's Frank from the Og. And it, it is true. Now, there are definitely people out there thinking that the Ravens, if they don't go with Lamar and they ultimately move on, that they're going to have to – look at the idea of maybe Anthony Richardson uh, coming their way. And so that would throw another team into the quarterback conversation and leading up to the draft. And the Ravens are currently slated, because they did make the playoffs, thanks mm-hmm. to Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley, they are currently slated to draft 23rd in this April's NFL draft. My mm-hmm. question is, I mean, how many assets do they have that they can move up? Uh, because I don't think Anthony Richardson's going to be there past 10. I I I think that you could probably tell that story to a lot of people, a lot of teams, a lot of general managers, and make them feel if they if they have to get a quarterback, make them feel desperate to where they would be willing to move up. Hey, he's not going to be there past ten. And I I certainly believe it's possible when you start looking at all the teams. Where's the where are the Panthers at? I think they're ninth. Panthers are currently slated ninth. Yeah, and so that's one of the teams that that is being mentioned right there at the butt end of the top ten that they would probably jump on it right. if he's there. Right, which for what it's worth, the Tennessee Titans, let's talk about this a little bit, they're currently slated to pick 11th. We heard their top brass say at the NFL Scouting Combine last mm-hmm. week that they are sticking by Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, they have Malik Willis under contract as well. But now, Ian Rappaport reporting that they are expected to release Bud Dupree, who obviously has been a bit of a disappointment mm-hmm. in his, what, now two seasons with the Tennessee Titans. And then the report from Mike Florio and Mike Silver that they could be shopping Derrick Henry. And again, the Titans are currently slated to pick 11th in the NFL draft. Do with all this information what you will. Are they tanking for Caleb Williams? Are they going to move up for a quarterback? Do they think they're going to get Aaron Rodgers and everything is solved? No, I don't think they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I the last time we said a team was tanking, they made it to the postseason. So I, I'm not going to pick any team to tank uh, until I see the product on the field. But, yeah, if they do move a big piece like Derrick Henry, it's just because the running back is aged and he's too expensive. I mean, honestly, that that doesn't necessarily mean – it doesn't signal tanking to he's me He's got a lot of wear and tear on this ball, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he carries the blunt of the, of the load, on, especially offensively. So, I mean, and what, they just paid him a contract, what, two years ago? Uh, probably got, is, no, it's almost three now. Yeah. He's, in the, three he's approaching three the final year of his contract. Yep. His contract. Well, what, what's the likelihood of them resigning? Probably slim to none. Slim to none. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So, and, and, they, so and Slim look, just left the building. Yeah, and they might be looking if they can move him. Who, mm-hmm. There'll be some partakers. Maybe maybe Derrick Henry's got a couple of years left in him. Well, because there's a lot of tread got, on that road. I think he's got more than a couple, don't you? Well, they, what, they, they say in the NFL, the running back 30 years old, you're over the hill. Derrick's what, 27-ish, 28? They that say old? that, but is that what you say? Hey, t- tell me somebody over 30 that's still running. I agree. I agree. He's a freak, though. I mean, that's the yeah. reason he got the contract he did. He's not True. one. I mean, look at what Saquon Barkley is currently going through, but also look at the injury history for Saquon Barkley over Bro. his first four years in the league. Played you don't see that from Derrick Henry. Exactly. Yeah. At 1,538 yards, 13 touchdowns. Well, he's he's 29 years old. That was old. on 29. a team that was anemic okay. on offense. How many car- what are those carries? How many carries did he have this year? Three forty-nine. Yeah, if there he's anywhere, three hundred. a lot of carries. Still, yeah. I he know, still bro. led the league in rushing. I know, I know he did. Yeah, he, he had forty-nine is, uh, carries. A lot of carries, bro. Twenty-nine years old, and, and if he were willing to, you know, renegotiate that deal, yeah, a hundred percent, I would take him. Yeah, but the thing that happens with running backs is they go, they go, they go, and then the, the and then the the engine blows. And there's really nothing you can do about it. Only eight games the year before, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He went through that significant injury. And by the way, came back at the end of the regular season, and that was when they were the number one seed. They were hoping to get him back, you know, on full, and they didn't. They got knocked out in the first in, in the divisional round. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was just about to ask you guys. Combining that note about the Titans potentially shopping Derrick Henry, releasing Bud Dupree, knowing Ryan Tannehill is, you know, mm-hmm. on the back end, knowing the Colts and Texans could be drafting a quarterback in the top five, mm-hmm. what the lay of the land in the AFC South looks like. But the Jaguars, the Jaguars, where do they fit into that equation? I have a curveball for you, Josie, uh-huh. in particular. Throw it at me. I just got word that Evan Ingram on his Instagram story just posted a picture. JJ, are you sitting down for this? From a live golf event with the <sighs> caption, excited for this new journey, let's compete. So now uh, the Jags have to compete with Saudi. Oh, jeez. Evan, so he- I thought you loved Northeast Florida. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, yeah. So he's basically saying uh, he's going to go to the dark side if he has to. Uh, that's yeah. just basically what he's saying right there. So Matt and Joe are the social media experts. Experts when it comes to uh, analyzing free agents. Uh, so just, what is this? What do you make out of this, Matt? I don't make anything. All oh, I'm, okay. I'm making out of was Evan Ingram when he was in New York. There's, <laughs> yeah. it's a hundred percent. He was saying, "Eh, like for New the York, listeners what do you guys who think missed about that. that." A few weeks ago, he tweeted out, "I love New York." Yep, he did those three words. All right, I guess four words. And uh, that turned into Matt and Joe think that was part of his negotiating 100%. skills. I think he was just being a drunk guy at one in the morning in New York. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. But for what it's worth, the next Live Golf event is in Tucson, March mm-hmm. 17th to the 19th. And so the Cardinals. there's part of me. No, no, there's part of me that says that he took this picture at a previous Live Golf event and was saving it just to kind of Well, there was one a couple weeks everybody. ago, wasn't there? Yes. Uh, one in Mexico. Mexico. Hey, that's definitely an off-season spot for these two. Yeah, listen, he could tweet that out. But he waited. Mexico Mexico Mexico. Right? He waited that's to post that this. That actually is, goes to y'all's point, Joe yeah. and Matt. Yeah. He didn't tweet, I love Mexico. Yeah. So either either he doesn't 
Love Mexico. He realizes there's not a team in Mexico yeah. that might want to offer me a contract. Right. There's not a team there that will give him money, or there was a team that used to have him there in Mexico. And for what it's worth, Twitter's <laughs> having issues right now, so Instagram story is uh, how we're getting all this breaking news. I'm sure Evan Ingram's trying to post it on Twitter to throw another monkey wrench in what you all think is going to happen this offseason. I don't know. I think Might again, join the live tour. Again, yes. I, I think that this is this is him toying with the American public. Uh, Him tweeting drunkenly at a bar, I love New York, is not. All right. Uh, Again, he's not toying with the American public. He's toying with the team that just tagged him, and he's hoping that he might be able to get out there and get other people interested in what's going on. I mean, that's all a possibility right now. Right, Leon? I mean, that's just how the game goes, is it not? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what, why. Why would he? Uh, why would he tweet? I mean, it's apparently he loves golf and he he loves the live tour. Other than that, I have uh, no idea what these kids do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it might just be completely live related. Yeah, it might be live related. Yeah, there, there's there's nothing uh, impossible about that. All I'm simply saying is that they they will use social media instead of just use social media. That's just how it goes. It's, they will. These use guys have social media. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> these guys. They know they have a brand. They know people follow them. They know social media can control the narrative. Of course, Evan Ingram knew what he was doing when he tweeted that out. It's not even a question. And I think it's great. He should. They all should. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, no, no. Heck, we, we just mentioned Rashard Bateman that uh, you know he just rips apart uh, his franchise uh, up there in Baltimore. And, and that he ain't the first guy. He ain't the last guy. Right. These guys will do it whenever they feel like they need to either just just go off on the situation or try and move the meter on a situation. So for what it's worth, tomorrow is the deadline to place the franchise tag on players in the National Football League. And, of course, the rumors continue to swirl with if the Jaguars get a deal done with Evan Ingram by tomorrow, Can they? would they then tag Jawan Taylor, who, according to reports from Jeremy Fowler over the weekend, shocker, I know, uh, massive market expected for Jawan Taylor, 25 years old, hasn't missed a start in his four-year career in free mm-hmm. agency. Fowler reporting that some teams believe he could command up to 17 to $18 million a year. Yeah. Obviously, the franchise tag <laughs> is $18 million. Yeah. And it, the the best thing that could have possibly happened for, for your right tackle mate is to be able to hit the free, agents, free agency period and be able to negotiate a deal, get wine and dine, get that big contract. Because as a right tackle, that is major, major cash, and I just can't imagine this this team wanting to spend that type of money when they've already put a lot in the left tackle's pocket. Well, here's the thing. Not only do players have huge egos, I mean, agents have huge egos. Listen, when I, the, the same agent that's working with Jawan Taylor now is the same agent that worked with me when I was coming out as a free agent, and he wanted me to be the highest pay offensive lineman in the league, and he had no problem with that, and that was, that was it. He's – Jawan Taylor is going. Drew Rosenhaus is going to try to find him a team that's going to make him the highest paid, yeah. not right tackle, but the highest paid tackle in the NFL. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. If they don't get a deal done, he's already got suitors there waiting. I mean, this, this notion that if he doesn't sign, he, he's well. First of all, Drew doesn't want to get tagged, but mm-hmm. if, he get, if he gets tagged, he's still going to make sure that Jawan's going to get paid. Yeah. So it, it's going to be up in the air. They, they, the Jaguars need to make a decision on who they're going to. Hey, and who are they going to tag? Because whoever, more than likely, everything was going to get tagged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he's tagged. I, he's he's going to get tagged. He's yeah. going to get Juwan, yeah. and Juwan Taylor is going to hit the free agent market, and it's going to be a, a point where he's going to command so much money, and I'm not sure the Jaguars want to pay their two tackles mm-hmm. 
that kind of money. All right, so let's make this the 10-10 take because, honestly, you got to make those decisions, and that what, that's what this football team basically is, has done and will continue to do. Now, Joe C's 10-10 take. Slow-smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pit master since 68. Riding around lunchtime, looking for a good place to eat? Hit Sonny's. You can find them all over the First Coast, and they definitely have that barbecue ready for you. They know you're in a hurry. They want to make sure they cook it up and get you a great meal and get you on the way. So when you're looking at the salary cap, it's pretty simple. You're over the top with some of the spins that you did this past offseason. It's forced you to make some tough decisions. Well, the benefit of drafting well, which this team hasn't done uh, very well very often, they actually did well in this particular spot. A right tackle that is ready to step in when you have to say goodbye to a high-priced free agent is right here in Duval. His name is Walker Little. We know who we're talking about here. And they just have to face the reality of a developable Walker Little has turned into a starter, and you say goodbye to an expensive right tackle in Jawan Taylor, and you still pay your other guy on the left side. He's coming off injury. You've got him signed to a contract in Cam Robinson. Live with that, but know that you prepared in advance to make sure that you didn't have to bite the bullet and cut other important guys. So what have they done? They've said, we're going to go with our draft and develop philosophy. If we have to say goodbye to Juwan, we do. Walker steps in, and we put that franchise tag on Evan Ingram, who's the most important free agent to, to bring back. That's the 10-10 take. That is, that is actually probably smart football when it comes uh, to, to the Jaguars' decisions. They can't keep them all. You, you can't keep them all, and I think you also have to look at the history, the four-year history of Juwan. Whether you, you know, whether, whether you want to admit this or not, his first three years were below par. Mm-hmm. Now he hits a money year. He's got to he's got to play well, you know, to get money in free agency. Mm-hmm. Has the best year of his career. Yeah, he's available. Plays every game. He's played it mostly every game. Oh, he's played. He had missed a game. He's, right. he's been so he's been he's yeah. been very solid. Okay, only this year did he play well. So then you start to say to yourself, all right, am I going to reward him for playing well one out of four years? And more importantly, what happens when he gets the money? Does he become the old guy? Yeah. So uh, that would be my – if I'm the Jags, that's my question. The asterisk well, it, on it, the asterisk on it, though, too, is yeah. was it the contract year or was it the coaching? Well, uh, here's the thing. Uh, to be fair to Juwan – Because it's coming. His rookie year, he was above par. Yeah. He was above par his yeah. rookie year. He, he and on Cam – On scale, one to ten, what was he? Uh, his rookie year? Yeah, he was a seven. Good. He was a good yeah. seven. He was a good yeah. seven. Wow, so that was yeah. – that's, I mean, for a rookie, that's more than for, above for, par. For, for a second-round rookie to come in the NFL and start – Seven's a hell of a year for a rookie. And start at, at, a, at a position. Yeah, he was. Tackle. He was on a bunch of all-rookie teams that, <clears throat> yeah. back in 2019. People thought the Jags if, were geniuses, if, we, if I could take you back into the time machine, well, with between Minshew, Josh Allen, and Jawan Taylor after that first year. But And also, if you combo these two guys, Cam and Jawan, both had good first years – uh, subpar or disappointing or injury struck middle years, and then Cam came back in his fourth year, contract year, contract year, made you know made made hay and was able to get a contract. Yeah. Okay, it's that's how, how it that goes, works, right? So both of these guys have done that. And they ain't the only two guys in the national no, football league that have done that. No. Uh, that's for sure. But there are guys in college who play terrible but, but for the then, first two or three years, and then the, the the last year, the money year. Either the third year or the fourth year, mm-hmm. they have great seasons. Yeah, but and then, then the NFL season, they go, oh, it's first round pick. Go back to the other part of it, and it's definitely a big part of this: the Warhop offensive line coaching versus Paul uh, Phil Rauscher's offensive line coaching. Those do mean something. So what me is saying, pairing those two up, was it a contract year? Yes. Was it better coaching? Yes. Hey, how about this? 
Was it a better scheme? Yes. Are you ready for another one? Was it a better quarterback? Yes. I mean, all those answers are there. That definitely helps the that yeah, helps yeah, the right well, say yeah, yeah, answers. Yeah. I say excuses. No, no, no. The, the scheme, the coaching. I mean, for the for the longest, this team tried to be a power team. We don't have anybody up front initially that had was that was going to blow anybody off the ball. But this scheme with Doug Peterson, where they use the athletic offense alignment, where they're pulling and trapping and using their momentum and their athleticism, it flourished. His team flirt and the blocking schemes. I mean, the fact that Trevor gets rid of the ball two point three seconds. Okay, helps oh, then, then here's my question to you. Then, yeah. then why not pay him to keep him? I, I don't have a problem with you paying to keep him. I don't. They just I, don't I, have I, the money. I'm not sure they have the money. Right, you pay can't pay everybody. Yeah. Everybody, but you got to pay the guys that that are essential to you yeah. winning. And right. Yeah, I mean, he's doorboy if nothing else. And yeah. you got to hope that Evan Ingram and his camp get a deal done before tomorrow, and then you can tag Jawan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless, unless. So, again, according to this Jeremy Fowler report, the expected market value for Jawan Taylor is $17 to $18 million on the which open is, market. Which is what he would have gotten if with he's the franchise tagged. Yeah. So, and, and, unless unless you say to him, we're going to give you 16 but you're going to get a boatload of money up front and more guaranteed money than someone else, but now you're pushing money into the future, which Trent Baalke has said for the first time in five, six years, this franchise has to do that to keep the core intact. Mm-hmm, yeah. But is it worth it when – Perhaps, again, you already have Walker Little in-house. Drafted someone and developed someone. And moreover, you can just go and draft somebody else that then if you part ways with Cam Robinson, does that person yeah, then well, become? The, the, the other half of what yeah. is possible is that you have Walker Little here for a year and then you yeah. move him over to left tackle. You have position. no idea who Walker Little – I mean, Jawan Taylor has in his ear right now. You mm-hmm. have no idea. Yeah, that's true. You do. We don't because Drew Rosenhouse, and I think you're 100% on this, You have no Leon. idea. I, listen, what you just said about Juwan Taylor, right. hey, listen, I'll take less. I take more guaranteed mm-hmm. to stay here in Jacksonville. He ain't letting That yeah. is not going to fly. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, you know what I figured Apparently out? Apparently, it's not flying with Evan Ingram's because, agent, who Evan yeah. Ingram said has a great relationship they with the Jags. They all want to be paid. There's only so many contracts you're going to get, correct? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And what it does for all the offensive linemen too, just like the quarterbacks, not maybe not to that extreme, it kills the market. If he takes less and more guaranteed money, it kills the market. Yeah. So he can't do it. He's got to take the second. The, plus, the take. second contract is the contract. Yes. That's, and this is technically Evan Ingram's second contract. He got the mm-hmm. one year, mm-hmm. but this is technically and, technically and Juwan Taylor's second, second contract. And Juwan, in yes. the case of Drew, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, they they want to get and, and paid. And, yeah, Ingram had a one-year bet-on-me deal, but this is his big second contract as far as a multi-year and, and I deal. And I say, but, get the money while you can, baby. But Juwan, they don't care about you. Yeah, the best thing that happened to him is that this team needed to make a decision on two very important and expensive pieces. And the other part of it that helped him a great deal is that they do have Walker Little. Mm-hmm. It helps them make their decision, and it helps him get to free agency. Honestly, that that is what's happening. Evan Ingram... Who else is in that room that makes the Jaguars feel better about that position? Nobody. Nobody. So what did they do? They tagged Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram tag, much cheaper than a right tackle tag. Think about that as well. He gets the average of the top five tackles. Not right tackles, top five tackles. And so it's how much less? $7 million less or at least $6 million less mm-hmm. for the tag for the tight end. It's $11 million for the tag. That's, yeah, 11 versus 17 and some change or maybe even 18 and some change. So the tight end position is more important right now and cheaper than that right tackle. And moreover, because 
if Evan Ingram is tagged and they can't work out a long-term deal before tomorrow, Mm -hmm. they will have until July 17th to work out that long-term deal. And so that would mean even after this April's NFL draft where, let's say, the Jaguars either draft a tight end or they don't draft a tight end and maybe that changes how Evan and his camp feel Mm -hmm. or how the Jaguars feel about certain numbers and cents. Right. And, and, you know, as much as you can like what Evan Ingram did here, and I certainly did, I I was – preaching this guy from training camp on, Doug Peterson makes tight ends look good. And Trevor Lawrence, as he evolves, will make tight ends look good. So while you would like to have him here, and he has stated that he would like to be here, don't be afraid. There's another tight end that that Doug Peterson can make. No, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Well, no. no I, that guy played really well this year. He did. But I'm just saying, don't be afraid. Doug he's, Peterson. He's one of those rare flex guys. Yeah. He's I, not I a tight it. end. I, I get he it. is a problem for secondaries. Yeah. But Doug Peterson has done this. No, I know. I understand what you're saying. Times. But he, he's done it multiple I don't I don't I yeah. don't disagree at all. All I'm saying is he's a rare type athlete. Mm-hmm. He's not really a tight end. So when he gets out there, there's gonna be a problem in that secondary covering him. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, he's gonna create issues for defenses. Yeah. You want more guys that create issues for defenses. You could have another 6'4", you know, 265-pound tight end who doesn't run like him, who's no, no, not no. as athletic I, as him. I'm just saying they, will, they would identify that guy uh, that they uh, – when He's when, also done it in the league. Of course, of course. But when Zach Ertz was a star up in Philadelphia, right. they said, go get me Dallas Goddard because I'm, I'm going to get that next guy. And then Zach Ertz just through injury and, and expense, right. he just kind of, you know, faded and then they – I can't remember if they sent him off to Arizona. If he just signed with Arizona, I think he just signed with Arizona, and Dallas Goddard thrived. And, and gosh, you can go back in time. Did they have Silic there before they had Ertz? I think Dougie was up there coaching. Oh, yeah, Trey when, Burton. That's for yeah, certain. When that was going on, and then of course Burton. So off yeah. the text line, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, courtesy of zero nine one seven. There is actually radio tape somewhere where Matt is literally saying during Jawan's rookie year in twenty nineteen, we finally got the right tackle position right. <laughs> There is? Of course. Fine we'll, ha- we'll have to go back in the archives. Forensic and- tape. We're going to have to go back in the archives and find that one. This one's curious from 7405. Isn't Ingram essentially doing the same thing as Juwan Taylor, though? Showing up and having a career season on a prove-it deal. Mm-hmm. Why he should get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, both these guys definitely want to get paid. That's what they did. Uh, Cam got tagged, said, uh, tag me again uh, because you're going to have to pay me. Uh, same thing can happen uh, in the case of Juwan that did happen with Evan Ingram, that did happen with Cam Robinson, you know, going back in time. And these guys all know that these contracts, uh, and we'll use the latest example, Bobby Wagner, five years, $50 million. What did he get? $10 million out of that. One year, gone. I do want to get to some of the other prospects, not named Anthony Richardson or who play the quarterback position that we liked at the mm-hmm. NFL Combine this weekend. But my boy, Fuel Man, on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. I'm telling you up front, buddy. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He says the Jags could get another tight end and then next year just draft Brock Bowers to be that guy. Brock Bowers is going top five, honey. Yeah. I think it's that simple. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, yeah. When even it happens, with, even with Caleb Williams and Drake May, right? That dude's going top ten, and I don't think you want the Jaguars drafting in the top ten again. Yeah, when 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 he comes out, yeah, they will be salivating over that one. Off the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Doug needs the clay, Joe, and Evan is the clay. Not every player can be molded. Perhaps true, uh, but I, I I've learned this much in the short amount of time of watching Doug work his magic here is that he is he took Zay Jones who may not have been a household name, and, and, and these other guys, and, and really turned them into playmakers. 
That's what I'm looking forward to. Let me set up the 1 o'clock hour by reading this tweet from Adam Schefter. NFC South quarterbacks under contract for next season as of today. And again, the Jaguars are playing the NFC South Mm -hmm. this upcoming year. For the Saints, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, who could be a cap casualty, Jake Luton, old friend alert. For the Falcons, Desmond Ritter and Logan Woodside. For the Buccaneers, Kyle Trask. And for the Panthers, Matt Corral and Jacob Eason. Yeah, you, honestly, it's like I said earlier. You go AFC, NFC South, that's eight teams, and there's really only two secure quarterback positions. Really, right now. We'll talk, that's it. We'll talk about the lay of the land when it comes to quarterback play, who's going where, and a whole lot more coming up next in the 1 o'clock hour on a Monday edition of XL Primetime. XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. So total guarantees. We will get into that in this 1 o'clock hour with Derek Carr. You just heard Taylor Dahl's update. As we welcome you the 1 o'clock hour, beautiful Monday. Week of the players will be out at TPC Sawgrass, the stadium course, beginning tomorrow. Josie, Mia, Maddie, Serse, and JJ. JJ will make his way out to TPC Sawgrass later in the week. Uh, by the way, before we get back to this uh, $100 million plus in guarantees for Derek Carr, did you get $100 million for your birthday o- over the weekend? <laughs> no, but my huh? grandma sent me 100 bucks. Nice. Which is sort of like her thing that she's been doing for a Grammys long time, and I man. still appreciate it. You know, I had a friend who's – That's pretty nice, though, but did she do that from that uh, old checking account? I was account just about and- to say, I had a friend who used to – his grandma would send him a check – Every year, and he would never use it. Nope. I finally convinced him to cash all the checks at one time, and that caused her to go over her balance. It was she now goes to a new bank. Really? She had to come into the city. It was That's a terrible. whole thing. That is yeah. that is terrible because you you should have just left that one alone. Did you call her? I, Nana? I was disrespecting her, her by Nana not using it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I had a great birthday. Good. Went Good. out to the beach. Had some Italian food. Nice. My girlfriend bought me a Luca jersey, some mm-hmm. new Gucci shades. Uh, Rick Ballou came Gucci. through with the gifts yes. for you, too. Uh, yes, Rick we're Ballou, slacking. tequila. We, we're going to have to get you something, man. Mm-hmm. The more the merrier. Yeah, I like it. All Birthday right, month for JJ. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can keep it rolling. We can keep it rolling. All right, so this is the rap sheet. The Saints uh, and Derek Carr agreeing on that four-year deal, and it says $150 million at the top. That's the heading. That's the headline, which, Leon, you're very familiar with. Uh, $100 million in total guarantees. So this is rap sheet, Mike Garofolo. He gets $70 million effectively fully guaranteed, $60 million of that at signing, another $10 million in year three vesting after year, uh, year one. Uh, a car structures his deal to accommodate the Saints cap issues. That's a lot of cheddar, bro. That's a lot of cheddar for a, a middle-of-the-road quarterback who's never taken I mean, never taken to the playoffs, never had a playoff win. I think a lot of these quarterbacks are making all this phenomenal money, hundreds of millions of dollars. They should be incentive. They should be incentive if you want to be playing a quarterback two hundred, three hundred, four hundred million dollars. At least take me to a playoff game. <laughs> Give me a division career. title. He took him last year, yeah, he, but two years ago. But just, just in, yeah. In, but did he, did he win? Oh, two no, years ago. No, they yeah. they lost in a close one to Cincinnati, yeah. and they did have a good season before that. He was hurt for the playoffs. So just just to kind Not of remind people, him, just saying, Derek mm-hmm. Carr, who could have been in a Jag uniform if Dave Caldwell and Gus Bradley, who was coaching the Senior Bowl at that time, would have would have just kind of looked at it and said, "This is a better quarterback than those other guys in the first round." He goes to the Raiders while Jack Del Rio is still the head coach. 
they are in position to be the number one seed. Derek Carr gets hurt. They end up making the postseason, but Derek Carr doesn't make the postseason. I can't remember who it was. Matt McGlynn, one of those guys, uh, stepped in. They promptly lost and then didn't make it back uh, after Del Rio through John Gruden. And then this past year, they had a chance to make or excuse me, two years ago, they had a chance and they make it. And then they had that close game against Cincy. So he is 0 for 1 in playoff starts in the National Football League. The, 100 the, million in guarantee. The league is desperate for quarterbacks. Yeah, they are. I mean, if you're going to pay that guy next to 40 million per, mm-hmm. that's it's insanity. That's insanity no, that they're doing need. that. It's need. I, I understand. Need. I get it. I get it. But where's the value in that? Like, there's got to be some kind of value in that. There can't just be, well, we need a quarterback. So we're going to pay him 40 mil. And all this guaranteed money to potentially, if it all goes south, just cut him in two to three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it'll still cost him. On, right, it's still on, going to cost him. And that's yeah. the point that Matt's making. Like, but if I, this is the cost of doing business, I get it. But yeah, is, you know Der- is? is Derek Carr really bad your business. answer for the next five years? It's not bad business. Derek, uh, they could win that division yeah, easily, easily with Derek Carr. Uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, let me it's read. It's not bad business. Let me read this tweet from okay. a ble- Bleacher Report. <laughs> Check back with me like in November. You, right? know, what, you know what this is, well, though? Who, who's better than them in that division right now with Derek Carr? Right, Honestly, so yeah. let me read this for I you. Agree. Bleacher Report tweets out, best offense in the NFC South, question mark. Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara, Chris Alave. Marquez Callaway and Taysom Hill. Yeah, and, and we don't know exactly what Kamara's future is right now, right. Uh, because you know he's got the legal things to deal with. But here's the thing: he immediately puts them at the top of the NFC South, given what we talked about earlier. Add up the secure quarterback positions in the AFC and the NFC South, you'd be surprised. Uh, the other part of it is, is that w- when we talk about you know it's bad business, you know what this this is truly a supply chain problem. Okay. This is truly a supply. We we're we're down on the chicken wing thing. I was we just going to say, are you trying to say the car's a chicken yeah. wing? Yeah. Well, it's a supply chain problem. Yeah. Name quality quarterbacks that are coming in. Desmond Ritter was drafted fairly high a season ago. We can go down the line of all the other guys. There are not enough good quarterbacks to fill thirty-two starting spots that you feel good about, right? I just I I you can't help but acknowledge that right now. The speed of the game sophistication of these defenses, it ain't easy for these quarterbacks. Dell on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Justin Herbert hasn't won a playoff game, and he is about to get a monster deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Worth is. Worth noting. And, and both – okay, so Played both, a lot less time in the NFL. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both Herbert and Carr have each been in one playoff game, and both have come up on the, on the losing side. Hello, Duvall. That's I, right. I yeah. understand yeah. that, but – Clearly, Joe, there's a difference between Justin yes, Herbert yes, and yes, Derek yes, Carr, yes, okay? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but uh, in, in the, there was a time. There was a time when Derek Carr was the most accurate passer in the National Football League and limited his mistakes. That time's long gone. It, well, it's at least been three seasons. And so, I guess – Not every team can win yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, like you, as a franchise, just have to be like, hey, let's just go to the playoffs. Let's you, make our fans enjoy this season. You, you know, like you can't all have yeah. a franchise quarterback. So yeah. you do with, with uh, what you will. Honestly, for only 100 mil, because that's all he's going to get over like three years, I don't think that's crazy at all. Like yeah, for a quarterback. Before you start fall wow, camp, that, I'm going to look at you and say, that's underwhelming. We're not going Judge, to the Super Bowl, Leon. Not every so I just team. want you to bust your ass during fall camp. <clears throat> and then bust your ass for another 18, 19 games, but we're not going to the Super Bowl. I'm, 
I'm thinking about this as an owner and a GM. Do you think every GM goes into the season thinking they're going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, I, I think I well. think a majority of them do. No, they don't. Uh, I, this, I do. This, this I franchise, do. This franchise has, has, has had a belief. A more, majority talking, of them think they have a plan. They're, a plan to get yes, there. Yes, but not the next season. But if we just take a look at betting odds, and GMs have to look at betting odds based on their roster, we're going to be lucky as hell if we get through here with – more wins than losses, and if we can make the postseason, it'll be cake. You know that that's the reality, the truth serum reality for these guys. Right. The, the reality but, also is we have a plan here to get to the Super Bowl. But, but Okay, but let me just give you the options, and I 100% agree with JJ on this one. Let me give you the options. It's either Derek Carr or no one. Or Tank. Yeah, no one nearly as good as he is. No, I don't I don't mind the Derek Carr thing. That's not. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. It's the money they're paying him. Oh, that's my it's thing. not a lot. It's, it's, it's not going away. That is not going uh, listen, away. he's going to get a hundred mil. Trevor's about to get 500, 600 mil. Yeah, yeah, like he, they're all quarterbacks are going to make more than insert be. good offensive lineman. Of course, that's how it works. No, I'm not. I'm not. I know, but I'm not comparing that. I'm not comparing positions. I'm just saying, for forty million, you can get either a who like Kirk Cousins. Okay, well, who are you going to take, Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr? Derek Carr, they're the same guy. They are the same uh, guy. The uh, twins. Yeah. The same guy. They're close our boy, absolute clones. Our boy hacker. Since already we had someone on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, bring up female hacker today. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've hit our quota for the week. Um, hacker tweeted out since we were talking about the fact that the Jaguars, Leon, will play the NFC South this upcoming year, and then of course the dysfunction and the other three teams in the AFC South. Here are the quarterbacks the Jaguars are slated to face in 2023: Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson, Kenny Pickett, Lamar Jackson, maybe, Ryan Tannehill, or Malik Willis, and then likely two of the following, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson. That's before injuries. Okay, am I supposed to be scared of that? No. And what <laughs> oh, did you add up? What did you add up between the AFC South and the and the NFC South? Uh, the AFC South and in what well, NFC South? Yeah, nine and one, right? At least nine and one. You got to at least go at nine least. and one. I love it. At least <laughs> nine and one. Got to go nine and one, bro. Uh, yeah. In I mean, the AFC, you're saying? I'm saying no, no, the, no. I'm saying the AFC South and the NFC South. Those are those two. All. They, we play all of them. Nine you gotta, and one. You got to go nine and one. That's a total of ten games. Think about that. That's a bold statement More, right there. I love right? it. I love it. I'm looking at it the exact same it's called, way. It's called off-season optimism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm looking at it the exact same way. This is get it time, Mark okay? Yes. The AFC South is now turned on a dime. Duval's looking down on everybody. They are the AFC South champions. They have stability. They have a, a one of the better and emerging quarterbacks in the National Football League. Meanwhile, it's hellish in Houston. It's, I don't know, in Indy, and it's Tennessee. You're done, okay? It's over. And then you look at the uh, NFC South. Other than Derek Carr, what do they got? Mm. They don't have anything. And so you better be looking at the AFC and NFC South as winnable games. You win all of them at home, and you win your share on the road. I'll take eight and two, Leon. I'll take eight and two over. Yeah, because right now, I think both right should now, be happy with seven and no, three. And no, no, just get no. Out of there, okay? Right now, it's going to be a track meet. You, you know, be a lady with you seven know, three. every season, KC's going to win at least twelve or thirteen. Yeah. So you got to take them nine right there, baby. You got to yeah. take them nine. Yeah. And then you add on at least three more. That's true. Actually, and you then, got get, to. And then get one well, of those this big team boys. lost to the Texans last year. And the and the Broncos. It's a different world a, in Duval uh, now. No, I know Why it is. You no, bring no, up no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, no, I'm. I totally agree. All yeah. I'm saying is, it's the NFL, man. 
anything can happen true, true. any week. True. Yeah, I, true. But I, I'm looking at it now. This team went half a decade between winning records in the AFC South. And if you go back before 2017, it was a long time. Yeah, I, I will say this. The elite records. teams, when you have reached the elite level yeah. in the NFL, now, you win games you're supposed to win. Yeah, now this mm-hmm. team can start to 4-2 and two it, 5-1 and one four it, 6-0 it. Six and oh it. Mm-hmm. However they do it, they have everything they need now if they bring back Evan Ingram. Everything so you're looking they at, need now. You're looking at like 6-0, six 6-5 and oh, six and five then. 12 and 5. Yeah, something like that. We got to see the schedule yeah. first, of yeah. course. Yeah, we got to see if it's back to back. You got to play. Right now, we're on You got to travel to Buffalo, yeah. then you host the Chiefs. Yeah. I don't think you they would. You should look in your face when I said 6 and 6 and 5. You went, yeah. yeah. Well, doesn't yeah. Leon have a conspiracy that uh, the Jags will open the season against Kansas City? No, no, week two, I think he's oh, got. Oh, yeah, week two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they open the season on the road because I, uh, the Chiefs are definitively, I can tell you this, the Chiefs will be home for their opener yeah, for their because opener. they get their Super Bowl right. rings, and that's traditionally so they, how they do it. Whenever Leon they makes They come to Duval, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got yeah. some. We got some for them. You whenever, think week two? Yeah, week two. Let's whenever Leon makes these proclamations He's, now, I'm going to look at him, and I'm going to say, hey, care to put a tat on that? <laughs> care to put a tat on that? <laughs> I mean. You, you already said we got something for him. <laughs> are you, are you going to run the Gate River run with a Trevor Lawrence uh, hat hair? All right, listen, I, I haven't run since 2002. Uh, all right, I we uh, we stay on this subject. We get back to the Anthony Richardson sweepstakes uh, because GM's left Indy going, what do we need to do to get this guy in our uniform? He he nailed it. There's no doubt about it. Uh, what does it mean, though? We'll get into all that coming up. It is XL Primetime. Thanks for hanging out with us. Big search for one more seg. Matty Hayes, check out his stuff at SaturdayDownSouth.com. Mia and Josie. There is more energy loss from old builder-grade windows than just about anything else in your home. You can upgrade your... 800-7473. That's 1-800-747-3733. This is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. I want to get it back to the NFL Combine before we send Leon off for the day. But after the discussion that just took place, I'm wondering if we should pitch it out to the Nooners, J.J. LaSalva. Should, should we tell them what, what Matt just asked? Oh, well, it's up to you. But Matt Matt thinks LeBron should retire because what else does I he mean, have to I don't to think prove? I asked you, what, is, what does LeBron do after this year? When, what, what else is left? For I him? think he leaves the Lakers. But I don't think he retires. He He's still, Lakers, like, really good. He leaves the Lakers in ruins. That's what he does. No, here's what he's going to do. He's going to play with the Lakers and fake a back injury next year while Bronny's in college. And then wherever Bronny ends up after that one year in college, he's going to go sign with them. Yeah, there's plenty. There's That's plenty the only left. thing he has left to prove. There's plenty left in LeBron's tank. Uh, the the, the oh. Honestly, Bronny the any game. Good? Yeah, I was going to say, how is I don't he, know. Is he good no, Bronny, he's a done? McDonald's yeah. All-American this year. Yeah. And they, yeah. they feel like he was okay. a, a late bloomer because he was like, you know, right, right out of, right into high school, yeah. way too early. Like, you know, freshman year rankings, they had him top twenty, and then he slipped. But now he's back in like the top thirty or top forty mm-hmm. high school bigger. recruits. And there's nothing wrong with that dream. Uh, the guys accomplished so much, and uh, but but he did. He's, he he screwed up the Lakers, and thankfully you got Russ and all these guys. You know, finally gone off the books. But AD will probably be walking soon as well, and so that is not going to bode well for either one of them. They did beat the Warriors, uh, and then heck. The maybe the future of the West, watching Kyrie 
and and Luca go against KD and Booker Suns v Mavericks. That was pretty dang good. Uh, pretty dang good uh, basketball, and ultimately. It was the the Phoenix Suns, Suns have to be favorites right now, yeah. right? Like, yeah, to win yeah. the whole thing. I would think the betting odds—I can't quite remember what they were, but they—they they shifted dramatically over the Nuggets, who got the. Yeah, I, I would. I, I, if I set the line right now, just from based on past, you know, playoff experience or whatever, right? I would say that the you know Denver's a great regular season team, but are they? Going to win the title, I, I would al- always go with a KD team over that. Okay, one mm. more thing before we hit the combine. Um, my external hard drive is working on some multimedia stuff right now, but I'm going to just pass this laptop over because I don't want to hurt the USB drive. But, Matt, look at this guy. What does he look like, this man with the bowl cut that I'm showing you? Uh, the face is very familiar. He so, look. He looks like. Uh, is it Mark Davis? No, no. He no. looks like an accountant. <laughs> when I heard bowl yeah. cut, I'm like, I know Mark. He, he, looks, guy. he looks like an accountant or maybe a golf pro at your local public uni course. Very familiar. Uh, his name is Russ Callaway, and he is now the tight ends coach for the University of Florida football team. Young guy. Another yeah. young guy. Looks like he's. I mean, honestly, that picture looks like he's 21. Mm-hmm. Another young guy. Was he just coaching recently in Louisiana? No, but oh, he was an, an for them, a he? senior analyst yeah. mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the Gators this past. Off season. Apparently, actually, no, no. So here it is. So he was, he's promoted to tight ends coach. He joined the Gators in 2022 as an assistant after spending 2021 with the Giants in the 2020 season as a senior offensive assistant and analyst at LSU. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Miami got uh, Jason Taylor as an assistant this week. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, JJ. <laughs> Perfect. That actually made my argument all the more better. Yeah. Uh, quickly, I do have the NBA title odds. Yes. Oh, let's go. Boston is still the favorite, even though Milwaukee mm. is now the number one seed. So they're yeah. plus 275. Phoenix and is... the Knicks got Boston. Oh, my. The, the Knicks are yeah. super there hot are right now. There are people who think the Knicks well, could win straight. the East. Yeah. yeah. Um, those people are insane. Um, Boston plus 275. Phoenix plus 400. Milwaukee plus 500. And Denver plus 750. Okay. So that's a, a decent amount difference betting wise between denver and phoenix absolutely yeah yeah, yeah they that's like th- three to one you know phoenix you get four to one mavs or uh, nuggets excuse me you get seven and a half to yeah. one what are mavs like eight to one to 20 to one wow uh-huh. yeah they play no defense yeah they yeah. still yeah they're, they're just gonna get but they're fun outscored yeah who's gonna be a better fit for their new team Kyrie and the mavs or kd with the suns KD, I think. KD, yeah. Just because Luca always had the ball, they've made it work. But uh, I just love the Suns right now, man. KD is an absolute. I've been a sucker freak. for the Suns since 2021, yeah. and though. Aiton, you could just and go down the line with the other guys that they've got. Right, they're just so likable. Booker's back. Paul's been terrible this year, but you don't have to count on him whatsoever now. Right. So, like, anything you get from him is or Aiton is a plus. So, yeah, I, I love so, that team. So, J.J., Suns, Boston, who you got? Suns. Suns beat Boston. I don't think Boston makes it out of the East. I think the Bucks oh. are going to win the East. Yeah, the really? problem is okay. they, they, they made it out last year, and they looked like they had some possibilities. And then the, in the beginning of that series, I really thought they had possibilities. Repeat of 2021, then. And then it just came NBA apart. Finals is your early prediction, J.J.? Which was Suns versus Bucks. Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But with KD. With KD, though. Obviously, that changes some things. Which would make it an epic series. And there's some people who think the Bucks shouldn't even have made that NBA Finals because if KD's foot wasn't on the line and he drains a three, yeah. not a two, then maybe yeah. that changes the trajectory of history as well. All right, Leon, before we say goodbye, <clears throat> you told us you were going to be turning the AC down 
locked in NFL Combine this weekend. Besides Anthony Richardson, what are some other names? Who are some other names that stood out to you? Well, um, I watched a lot of the linemen. I watched the linemen play. Uh, who, the, big, the big tackle, uh, Broderick Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ran a four nine seven. And uh, it's it funny. I was on Facebook earlier this morning, and and uh, Brent Busk, uh, my, my good friend mm-hmm. Buck, the coach, Brent Buck, Brent he was saying uh, on Facebook, he was he was at the combine. He said the one noticeable thing he noticed at the combine is that Georgia's players look bigger, stronger than everybody else. Don't doubt it. <laughs> and, and, they did on the field. Yeah, well. on, on the field. I mean, <laughs> that, I mean, he was actually at the combine. He was like, "Listen, did every, you see how cut Nolan's?" I saw that man. I saw it, and this kid that the Brandon Jones, Brandon Jones. When I saw, him, I mean, this is a big dude. This dude, what, what six six? 300-something pounds with a 49740. I mean, that's all he did at the combine. But, I mean, just his size, his, his ability to move. I mean, what are you they doing over there? Combine eyes, Leon. Uh, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm just saying. I, I'm, I listen, I watched him at Georgia. I watched him play left tackle. He's solid left tackle. But when you get you get him in, a, in, a, in an arena like that where he's running that fast, that, that much mass is moving that fast, mm-hmm. I, I don't care are who you, you saying are. You know who else ran that fast last year? I know. Trayvon Walker. Stop. Are you saying up in up in Athens that they might be uh, you know a, a weight room, a physical trainer, and a doctor? That's that's, that's oh wow. That's I'm not saying any of that. I'm asking for a friend. That's you know. Just I think try, you might be saying that. I am not saying that. That's absolutely not what. Yeah. That is a gator talking right there. <laughs> Notice that, folks. Uh, that is a gator talk. I just I, well, honestly, I looked at how fast Ringo ran, and I looked at Nolan, and I'm like, maybe oh they just have really good strength oh and conditioning. Yes, they have really good superior. Coaches, That's what I am yeah. saying. Yep. Absolutely superior. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's good Should coaching. I, they good recruiting, good developing. Well, it, it truly, it's okay. Recruit the best. Develop put, better. Put, put them at a training table, put them in a weight room, yeah. and then coach the hell out of them. That, that really is what it and is. And that's what he's done. That's why and, they went. And it's, it's not that hard. Now, look, Kirby Smart, we all said it at the end of Shouldn't last week. should be that week. hard either to look at him and say, stop racing your cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be exactly. Well, he good. said they don't have a culture problem. Yeah, okay. that, that's the part that people are going to be peering into a heck of a lot more. They're going to look and they're gonna, there's going to be more watchdogs on the dogs. But as long as Kirby, Kirby keeps it insulated and no one's – getting the information out, he's going to be able to keep ruling and running the way he is right now. I mean, Especially with was, how neutered the NCAA is. Mm-hmm. Like, they have they're, zero they're power. So, like, back in the day when we were running things, uh, uh, Leon, we still had to worry about that. You know, now – No, 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 no. What neutered you guys in the early 2000s was – couldn't get a quarterback. That was number I, one. I, and I, was, then, I was talking about even before And then it that. was the locker room idea of a little, you know, y'all thought you're better than you were. I was talking about early entitlement. <laughs> and then yeah. Florida Gators, same thing. Wasn't really NCA. It was entitlement. Who are you talking USC, about? same thing. Entitlement. We so thought we NCAA were better never, than we were. My point is the NCAA we never gets. We thought. <laughs> the NCAA never gets these dynasty teams. It's the teams themselves that do it. So Georgia's they implode all only the time. enemy is Georgia. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. By the way, uh, I did see someone on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures bring up the fact that Stetson Bennett also threw the ball 59 miles per hour, Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. Will Levis. Uh, Also, Stetson scooting 4.67, his 40-yard dash time. And uh, I do appreciate all the Gator and Dog fans alike who are joking about the fact that, number one, Stetson Bennett ran the 40 like he was going for a morning jog. And moreover, he outran both of Florida's previous starting safeties. 
They because are no safe, score out there. no safety. They are score. <laughs> right, no safety also had a faster time than Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, if he played safety, would have had the fastest. I don't understand this though. like Stetson Bennett love. Like he's going. You guys, there's great court college quarterbacks that win a national title every year and don't do anything in the NFL. Like Georgia fans, just relax. No, I think he's going to be yeah. a nobody. He's, like, well, he's going to get drafted relax. in the fifth be round and be a backup. He's, he's going to be he's a nobody. Exactly. He's going to be a nobody. Yeah. The same Gardner's very, very similar. He'll and, play and, in the NFL. He is going to play in the NFL. Never I don't know said if he's never going to start. He will play in the NFL. So, like, not even worth talking so he, about. He could start if somebody gets hurt. So you're saying backup guys who play in the NFL are nobodies. Yes. I'm not saying that. He I'm is. Saying oh, he is. Yeah. Yeah, he I'm is. saying that. Oh, okay. Yeah. By the way, Max Duggan, a 4 Less five, than 1% two. of the player. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. But like Less to us, somebody. fans, like, uh, okay, your, we make fun of, uh, you know, plenty of backups even, around the NFL. That's what we do. Even, I'm going to write a you know song about even this. Even more reason to take fans to all train training. <laughs> <laughs> even more reason. He's talking about Dude, the less than one percent. quarterbacks get paid tens of millions of dollars. Yes. They're allowed to be made fun of. Okay. I even more reason to have somebody. A, you know, even more reason to have, a, have a, a fans. Have he a will fan. be someone's backup next year. I guarantee. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fine. Have a fans combine. I yeah. heard you, by the way, JJ. Yeah. I could yeah. have been a contender. Yeah, you'd run him ragged, wouldn't oh. you? Oh, do oh, it that. again. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yes. Uh, Just throwing footballs at me from here, all angles. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, deep. All right, big sirs. All right. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. He's got a little fire in his belly yeah, now. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, I'm exactly. sorry that I hurt. KJ's yeah. just yeah. basically chopping him at the knees right now. <laughs> but he wasn't a backup. Yeah. Right, but yeah. you're chopping his profession at the knees. Is no, what I'm doing. not. I'm saying all of the no. media and Georgia fan hype for Stetson Bennett and how he need he's doing this in the combine. He beat these guys in college. How are they going to be drafted ahead of him? It's like, dude, we've been watching this for years. Yeah. This will be one of the last – well, this will be the last offseason that he will be hyped, that we will be talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, that's basically what it is. All right, we head into the uh, uh, little update for the players. It's Players Week. Our man Jared Rice, we will say hello to him coming up. This is XL Primetime, protected by preferred roofing on 1010XL. All right, now y'all are just having too much fun, both on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures and also the Twitter machine when it comes to Stetson, Fleming, Bennett, the fourth. 4634. Stetson Bennett is so old, he announced his retirement from the NFL during the combine. This one I did enjoy. Uh, I, for one, am shocked that Stetson Bennett had a faster 40 than Brenton Cox as they show the video of Stetson scooting past the Gators' Cox in the Florida-Georgia game this past This is a crazy season. one. Oh, yeah? Stetson Bennett is one month older than Jawan Taylor. I did see that. Thank you, Dell. That is, well, that that is something. That that is that is something worth exploring because he's also the same age as Lamar Jackson, who obviously could be franchise tagged today. Otherwise, there is the chance of the non-exclusive tag being used tomorrow. I don't understand the Stetson Bennett hate. Seriously, I don't get it. Or the love. I, I, I don't get it. No, not no. It's just the guy's an overachiever. Right. Wins two national champions championships. I don't think he's there's... going to play in the NFL. Yeah. What's the hate all about? I don't I'm not get hating. it. I just I don't get why. No, he's not you. Even not you. I mean in general. In My general. point was we went over during the break the list of Alabama national tight end winning quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Greg McElroy, AJ McCarron, Jake Coker, Tua Tonga Viola, and, and Mac. Mac Jones. So I'll give you two and Mac. Okay. As first round guys, I'm not giving up on Mac just yet. 
He is on the way to becoming a nobody, though. No, he's not. I, I, I hope, hope I'm wrong about that. that. But the first three, that's my perfect example. A great, you know, middle-of-the-road yeah. guy in college that can handle just, what do you call it, manage a game, manage all these athletes it's around and make the AJ throws McCarran's when you need to. AJ still in the to. NFL. That's you know what, what I'm is? saying. They're backups in the NFL. They have a respectable career, but at the end of the day, No, but you nobodies. didn't call that a respectable career last time. They're nobodies. That's yeah, why Dion got mad Greg at you. Greg McElroy is a nobody. Yeah, I'm sorry. Nobody's, to the fans, yeah, he is. Yeah, nobody's in the in the next level of the game. Yes. They're, they're big time when you look at what they were able to do in college. But here's the beautiful thing about what happens in college and why these guys are so successful, because there's so many other flipping good players around them. It's the compilation Is of Gardner all, nobody? Those, all those great players. Gardner, for his part in the, in the, in the college game, he was a bounce-around nobody. No, but I mean, until right now, Washington is he a nobody? State. He's a non-starter. On this show, he's not a nobody. I love G. I would never say I that. was waiting for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a but, by the way, someone... They're the same person. They're the same player. <laughs> but just look at this. Okay, just look at this. Just for the hell of it. Okay, and this is this is what I said. There's a supply chain problem, okay, in the National Football League. Zach Wilson, a second overall pick from BYU, is not going to pan out. Davis Mills, a third round pick from you know anywhere USA, where he come from, Stanford, not going to pan out. Uh, you can go back and look at the guys. Taylor Heineke started more than more. He had more starts than than games he sat for this year. Where did he come from? I mean, you can go down the line with all these guys that. Uh, were top players in the college game, have it panned out in the NFL game. Marcus Mariota, two teams have basically given up on him. Jameis Winston, we mentioned him. They went and signed Derek Carr uh, down in New Orleans, so it's probably not going to work out for him. You can go on and on and on. Uh, Daniel Jones, he might make $45 million this year. (laughs) (laughs) He came out of Duke as the sixth pick overall because why? Because there weren't that many other quarterbacks out there, and they reached for him. You go and you look at all the other guys that have started in the National Football League the last handful of years, we're not talking about those quarterbacks that won national championships. You're talking about good quarterbacks at good programs or – Projects like yeah. Josh Allen. Well, yeah, or dark horses that came out of nowhere like Josh Allen at, at Wyoming. It's, it's crazy how many – Good quarterbacks in the college game, they just don't add up in the National Football League. Uh, the 576 oh, says, not, I don't understand the Stetson Bennett hate either. I was taught to respect my elders. That's not my point at all. About, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I completely agree with you about the college guys don't make it all the time. All yeah. I'm saying is he played really well in college, he's and he's really going to play player. in the NFL. He's a really good player. He's I don't going to play in the NFL. Yeah. He will be someone's backup next year. Well, I don't, I don't Unless know. he gets more problems off the field, which right. could happen. Yeah, but I, I don't mind saying that he's going to have a, a nice career in the National Football League as a as a backup. I, Chase I got, Daniel. Yeah, I got no no problem saying that. I I revered what he did in in I think JJ does the actually. college game because he was able to come from nowhere, and he, guess what he had to do? He had to keep coming back from nowhere. Now, I- it's not – I literally don't care about Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. I just am confused that, like, we are hearing so much about him compared to, like, the Greg McElroys and those guys that we just named, like the Matt Matty Mox or whoever those dudes are who just win natties who we know they're not that great. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't hear any stuff about them and, where you know, the Ken Dorseys, where they would be drafted or how they looked in the Combine – 
I hear nonstop Stetson Bennett like stuff. Like one of the and guys. Just, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, one of the guys that I can kind of remember hearing people bark about saying you need to give him the respect, he's going to be able to prove it, is A.J. McCarron. That's one guy that I can remember that there definitely was some roll tide out there that just kept saying okay. this dude is going to start. And, all right, wait a minute. Once he moves to that team, he's going to win that job. All right, <laughs> wait a minute. Once he's a free agent, now you watch. Now he's in the XFL yeah, for the St. Louis Battlehawks, by the way. All right, which gives me – all right, let's just it's do It's for a, his kids. It's for the kids, by the way. Let's just do He's a in the XFL. Wasn't he in the NFL this past year? Yes, but he decided uh-huh. he could – even though he would take a pay cut, he would actually get to play and his young children would get to experience it and remember it. With all right, him. let's just do I mean, he's, played, he's played a decade in the NFL, man. Let's just do a uh, a funky fact right now, real quick. Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. All right, now, let me go back and find this bad boy real quick because we are on the subject, so I want to bring it up. Um, we talk about where they go, how long they last, are they a starter, what really are they? Well, in honor of the XFL cranking up uh, in our offseason, can you give me the only player the only quarterback right now that was a first-round pick, and he is now legendary for being benched in the NFL, the CFL, oh, the oh, wow. XFL, and the USFL. First-round pick. Uh, first. Right. Paxton Lynch. I was going to say Josh Rosen. You said a first-round pick that's been benched in all those leagues. Paxton Lynch. Yeah. But the CFL, like – the NFL, the CFL, <laughs> the XFL, and the USFL. Wow. That's so prolific. Is that not just legendary? Aaron Murray. I don't know. I, I'm going to say Josh Rosen, but I don't think he's made it to all those leagues. Paxton Lynch is my pick. That's that is the one. answer right Thank there. Thank you. That is the answer. Thank you. No help either. He was a first-round pick by the Denver Broncos. And I will repeat, there is a supply chain problem when Paxton Lynch <laughs> is a first-round draft pick <laughs> in the National Football Did you guys League. ever have, like, one of those guys that, that was a first-round pick that you still, like, he never got a chance? <laughs> I Jake Locker. Never was that his chance. name, Jake? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I still think he's going to be good. He, he did get a chance. 12. He played oh, well no, for the, I don't, he I don't played well for the Titans like a chance. year. He would like have been one a Super Bowl winning well He was yeah. a top 12 pick. Yeah. He was. He got every chance imaginable. I also think – I don't I know think – I know who Joe's is. Yeah. Danny Werfel. That's who Joe's is. Danny did not get a chance, okay? There's going to be a lot of Gator fans saying Kyle Trask sooner than later. Yeah. And I don't really he know. He was a second round pick, but yeah. still. Yeah, yeah, don't I don't care about Todd Kyle Trask. Yeah. Danny Worf. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would really actually like to see what Trask is doing down there for them to go, um, well, he's on our roster, but we're not right. making any plans to build anything around him after drafting him in the second round, which is just crazy. Uh, but when Danny Werfel's helmet got turned around <laughs> and he said, which way did he go? Then I started to doubt his chances. Uh, what a great human being. But unfortunately, <laughs> Uh, not uh, here's a good one, Vince Young. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good one. Yeah, Vince Young did have a couple he really a few good, good years seasons, too. With the he yeah. was he was rookie of the year. My favorite Vince Young story still about him, his time in the NFL was he spent like tens of thousands of dollars a month on Cheesecake Factory bills because he took the entire offense or offensive line to the Cheesecake Factory like. Two or three times in Nashville, a week. like all the of time. all the places in he Nashville, loved the Cheesecake Factory. 
Of all the I'll places. give you one. I'll give you one. Matt Leinart. How did Matt Leinart not end up playing I well know. in the NFL? He was the number four he pick overall. Decent yeah. career. Right, number no. four pick overall. I mean, he ultimately Way, ended man. up as a backup. Yeah, I was thinking more I think guys. He was, he was just probably like out totally like four or five years. He did mm-hmm. not play that long at all in the NFL. Okay, maybe I'm thinking more Carson Palmer. No, no, Carson Palmer. He was had a pretty great good career. In the NFL. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he waited a year. Yeah, Matt Leinart. So he was in Arizona for three seasons, and then Houston. Yeah, yeah he didn't. He have was a good the career. one that you know you go back in time and really, Pete really surprising. He didn't make it. Pete Carroll was you know they're not usually willing to say hey this guy could use another year. He was one of the ones that. He wanted him back for right. obvious reasons. They were going to try and run it back again, but he felt like he could have used another year. Off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, 7863. Supply chain problem if AR is a first-round pick? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because there aren't enough other ARs walking around on, on this planet. We always, I, always, I always look at the big men, be it defensive linemen or offensive linemen, as saying, hey, be smart here. There's only so few – of those players walking the planet, that size, that strength, that uh, athletic and nimble. So you need to prioritize them and say, hey, you might want to grab one of them. But the same thing is true when it comes to a quarterback right now of the skill set that you need, a runner, a thrower, an athletic and aggressive guy. We're hoping to say hello to our good friend Jared Rice, executive director of the Players' Championship. Obviously, Players' Week is here. Busy, busy times. Uh, Hopefully, we can catch up with him soon in the 2 o'clock hour of XL Primetime. But in the interim, Joe C., kind of give the folks at home a primer who Mm -hmm. may not have been watching at Bay Hill, the Arnold Palmer Invitational with Kurt Kitayama taking home $3.6 million in his first tour win. Uh, The – the whole idea of these designated events and just trying to move up the purses, we're talking $20 million purse, and the fact that Kurt Kitayama in his first ever win will cash $3.6 million is huge. The thing that gets me uh, for Kitayama is that I'm going to go back and pull up this record, but I do not believe he had a top 10 finish on the PGA Tour this time of year ago. I, I, I may be off there, but I'm going to go back and look. It may have been right around the Honda that he had his first top 10, which was only a couple of weeks ago. So it's somewhere right here in this timeline. And this kid's uh, basically trying to figure out his way, finally figures it out. All of a sudden, everything starts to come together. You know, one thing that should be pointed out, who was on his bag? The caddy. May not be given a hell of a lot of consideration, but trust me, it matters. Bryson DeChambeau's old caddy was on Kurt Kitayama's bag, and he showed him the way as far as how to get around Bay Hill, what to do, where to be aggressive, all that stuff. The other thing that's really cool, dude had a triple bogey yesterday. A triple bogey and was o- able to overcome it. That is a tough, tough golf course. They've stiffened uh, the test. Uh, they go from a 7,500-yard track to a 7,200-yard track, uh, but shot making is going to be at a premium this week. we got so many good guys that are in the field, and I know you guys are probably looking at matchstick bets out there. Uh, hit me up. Hit me on Twitter at 1010XL Josie because there are some tough, tough choices to make coming into this week. Here's a look at the rest of the final leaderboard from Bay Hill. Rory McIlroy and Harris English, a tie for second. Patrick Cantlay, Jordan Spieth, Scotty Scheffler, Terrell Hatton, all tied for fourth. And then Davis Riley, Trey Mullinex, Keegan Bradley, Cam Young, Jason Day, Victor Hovland rounding out the top ten. Yeah, That's a damn good leaderboard. It really is. And, and – this is we've talked about it a bunch. How did this happen? Uh, certainly, pressure from outside with the live to make the uh, the PGA Tour do whatever. And and all we can say is just me from a golf consumer. It has put together these great fields, and Kitayama moved up, eligible to get into this event. 
uh, Chris Kirk, who hadn't won in and hadn't won in eight years, wins last week, yep. gets into the field. By the way, All he, these guys. he's on this leaderboard. Like, yeah. I mean, he, Oh, yeah. He, he was up there day, was, day one and day two. He was competing. Yeah, it wasn't and, like it was just the Honda Classic nobody played. No. Oh, no. And so those guys definitely get a chance to get in these fields. Will Zalatoris is a guy that I'm going to watch closely yeah, this week. I know. He might be one of my picks, but he's a guy that could step up. He's got to break through, man. He's only won once. He's already won once. Gotta okay? break he's the in the same kind of spot, but like different than Scheffler was. Mm-hmm. Where, like, Scheffler had a couple of T10s at the end of 2021. Yeah. So, you're like, okay, he's around. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, he just burst onto the scene yeah. last yeah. year. But Z- Willie Z, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the reason. He's, that, he's still young. He's, what, 25? Oh, yeah. He's not old at all. Yeah. The reason I would be on him this week is because he hits everything well. And You if, need to hit everything. Yeah, you you need gets, to have a full bag. Yeah. At if TPC. he gets it rolling. Oh, yeah. Look out. His he, putter he'll, is just. He'll be on this leaderboard. Him and uh, Spieth, maybe. Yeah. They need to just sit on the putting green together. Yeah. Jordan was so good for so long, and then all of a sudden, these five to six footers have just—they've eluded him. He doesn't know what to do with these right. Well, have you rewatched, uh, or have you rewatched? Have you watched full swing? Because I feel like it's a rewatch mm-hmm. of the 2022 season. I forgot some yeah. of those putts, JJ, that Willie Z missed I, at, at oh, Southern Hills. His putting's always been terrible. Yeah, that, that's, that's his but the ones one at thing. Southern, like he looked shook in oh, the playoff yeah. with his JT. His hands are never like correct, oh, yeah. and he shakes, and he's he. I mean, He's that's certainly gotten better about yeah, it, but yeah. he was rough but for a the while. O- the only other thing that drives me crazy is those inside the forearm longer shafted putters that they're allowed to use. I don't like them. I don't like them, but uh, he uses it, and, and it's getting more and more effective for him. So explain sure. what that is. So you have, instead of, like you still have guys, like uh, Siwoo Kim was, was experimenting with it. He might even still have it. But he has the full long wand, the full long putter. I thought they putter. outlawed those. Okay, like they the outlawed anchoring anything to the body. To the body, okay. okay so, so you, you can't can anchor it. it. You can have it. It's off you the can't body. Can't against your body. Adam Scott still puts with it. Okay. Been pretty effective. He's okay. had it the whole time. And then Siwoo was just experimenting with it. Maybe a couple of other guys. Well, anyway, Matt Kuchar and a handful of other guys, Chesson Hadley, these guys, they have a longer shaft of putter that comes up the left forearm. And it's just a longer shaft. They still grip it. It's away from the body. But it is it's, like balancing it against is, your definitely balancing. So it they, they found a way around it. Yeah. And yeah. so that's one that, you know, that kind of drives me just a little bit crazy. I talked with Paul Tesori earlier today. He's the caddy for Webb Simpson. He's a SJC dude. He went to uh grew up here, went to Florida. Anyway, he's been the caddy for Webb for a long time. They're doing a clinic. Uh, for kids, hopefully we'll be able to get him on. But five years have already passed since Webb Simpson won the yep. players. It's the year That's before crazy. I got here. Yep. Yeah, crazy how fast it goes. All right, into the 2 o'clock hour. If we can catch up with Jared, we will. Uh, on a Monday, looking forward to all the festivities out of the players. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here it is, boys and girls. At long last, the yeah. National Football League has announced that Jaguars wide receiver, yes, Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley has been reinstated after being suspended for almost a year for gambling on games. That is worth a round of applause. All you Jaguar fans have been waiting, hoping, wishing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trevor Lawrence. A little something extra in the pot. When Travis you on Etienne. Calvin Ridley. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. Yeah, pretty good. That's a Time pretty good cook. unit to drop out there. Mm-hmm. And and when you're talking about a, a guy that can come in 
and just drive a safety away from the line of scrimmage. That's what you're talking about. Corner's going with him, right? That's a given. Take that safety, have him roll coverage, just do all those types of things to stress the back end of a defense. So Schefter, his tweet, Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley, who was suspended one season after being accused of betting on games in November 2021 while he played with the Falcons, is in fact applying to the NFL today for reinstatement. Per source, today is the first day Ridley can apply. So that goes back to, what, uh, February 15th, okay? Mm -hmm. So it has been less than – it's basically been three weeks. And if you heard Doug Peterson at the Combine this past week when he sat down with Frank and the Frangie show – you could just hear the optimism in his voice. They're ready to welcome him into the fold. And so now it's done. Now it's official. Now you can start seeing them go ahead Go ahead and go. You know what? This was so important to have this done before free agency. It really was, to know that they didn't even need to worry about that part he's not just of a, this team. He's not just a deep threat either. He's a yak guy. Yeah. Oh he my gosh, he yes. will make guys miss. He's a an elite, dynamic guy out there. Yeah. Now, you get him in space, he's going to be a problem. Yeah, and and look, we can't help but start to project and think about numbers and all that kind of stuff. You you really don't know if he is going to be as advertised. The last time you saw him on a football field, pretty good. And this was with a Matt Ryan starting to, I don't know, lose some of his skills a little bit, and he was very productive in a, in a Falcons uniform. But you haven't seen him for quite a long time. Been a minute. Uh, it'll be twenty, what twenty-two months when you finally see him. So let's hope it's the same guy. He bet fifteen hundred dollars. He says fifteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. He's lost eleven point one million in salary. Yeah, that that'll make you hungry. Wow. Now, Matt, I I want you to kind of elaborate on wow. this because I I've seen some conflicting reports of this. Um, a lot Respiratory of people. droplets. Sorry. Oh, you're good. No worries. He also um, didn't even win the bet, by the way. Yeah, that's the fun. And well, wasn't, he lost and, big time. And it was. <laughs> yeah, he, and wasn't he it the Jags? Did, he really it, was the the it was the Jags Falcons game. Yeah, yeah, it was the Jags really Falcons game. And the ultimate this. irony of ironies. Um, Matt, uh, there, there's a fun little fact floating around how Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley are actually close to the same age, but they never played at Alabama at the same time because Julio Jones was so much younger. When he entered Alabama, Calvin Ridley didn't graduate Monarch High School until he was 19 years old. That's why he only played in three games a senior year. And so I'm just curious, you know, in you covering the college ranks in terms of his story of how he started playing football, which took a little bit of time. And I've seen some other reports, too, as far as his upbringing. And then, of course, his brother, too. Um, Any insight you had from when you were covering him at Alabama? Just Well, first off, he's not Julio as far as Julio. Honestly, of all the college receivers I've covered, Julio's probably the best. He was just un, unbelievable. Unbelievable he was. Um, but he was really, really good. He's a, you know one of the long line of those Bama receivers. It was him. It was Julio. It was him. It was, it was Amari. It was just one right after the other there for a while. Um, and now you get to these guys of late in the last three or four years. He's a, a, a uber-talented guy that, I, you know, it's like I said earlier, Joe, he's not just a guy that's going to run deep. He, can, he is a deep guy, no doubt about that. He's a one out there. He's a guy on third and seven. You need a play. He's going to catch the ball. Yeah. But he's also a guy. You get him in space, man. He is. He's flat out dangerous. Mm-hmm. He is a yak guy. And, and that's. It's all also when Trevor walks to the line of scrimmage, and the defense has to declare, and they're man or their zone. They. He's going to know that quickly. But if it is singled up in man coverage, you hear it all the time. 
licking their chops. And that's the type of guy, like you said, Matt, he can shake Plus, a guy loose. He is, and he's also a guy, I don't think the Jags have a guy right now that is a, a good 50-50 guy. Shake a guy loose. That's a guy that's a 50-50 guy. Yeah. Like, if you're, if, if, you're, if, if you're looking at cover zero or even cover one, and, he, and he's on the boundary, or, or the field, really. And, he's, and he clearly is away. He's got a chance to get away from a safety that's sneaking or that's you know, cheating somewhere. Yeah. Just throw the fade. Yeah, exactly. Throw the and deep then, fade, and he's he, going to 50-50. Right. He's got enough I don't height. think they have that type of player right now. Well, he's got enough height. Right. And, and, and look, we talk about those two catches that Christian Kirk, you would love to have seen him make in Kansas City, regular season, postseason. Those are balls you got to come down with. You, they need a guy, and I, this is the guy. They need a guy that can get up there, that can elevate, and grab the ball, mm-hmm. and fight for it, and get it, get it before the DB does. Simple yeah, as that. So, if you're just tuning in, Calvin Ridley reinstated officially by the National Football League. He is the Jaguars uh, now. So his stats in the last 17 games played just kind of marinate uh, this one in your mind. Last 17 games, which would be a regular season. 100 catches, 1,306 receiving yards, seven touchdowns. Hello. <laughs> You'll take that. You will absolutely take that. And I'd, I'd like a few more tuts, but, yeah, I'll take 100 Sure, catches. but but just think about you know the fact that – I'd like double those tuts. Yeah, 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 but you also got to make sure you keep it going with, with Ingram if he's here. You keep it going with Kirk. Uh, you keep it going with Zay. If you're, You've got you're looking, four legitimate, legitimate guys that can stress the hell out of a defense. Yeah, but you're also looking at Trev – throwing 30-plus touchdowns next year and still running, sneaking for those four, whatever the number is. A little 35-touchdown year for Trevor Lawrence. That's double digits by one of those receivers, whoever it is. They've got guys right now that can get, that can get you on the first level with the crossers, like Kirk and Ingram. Mm-hmm. They've got guys that can go intermediate on you, like Zay Jones. Definitely has proven that he can, right? he can stretch a little he bit. He yeah. absolutely can go intermediate. So, so can Christian Kirk. And now mm-hmm. you have the guy – that can stretch. Yeah. And the guy that can go intermediate. And the guy that can do a, a, a dig or a cross. Just, or whatever you want. He can run anything. But he's yeah. – more specifically, the defense has to worry about this guy now. Oh, That's yeah. the key. Just think about it. If you have – let's just round it out. Eight scores for Ingram, Kirk, Zay, Calvin. That's 32 right there. Okay, so something in that neighborhood is it's it's, it's shared success. No, and someone's going to get to double digits. Yeah, not that the defense didn't have to worry about Christian Kirk because they did, yeah. or even Zay Jones or Evan Ingram because they did. But it's different when you've yeah. got a guy with legit speed on the outside. Yeah, yeah. it, it complements uh, this offensive uh, firepower as as good as anything. It's what everyone's been waiting for. You guys can hit the text line designed by Lifetime and closures at six four one ten ten. How jacked are you? Uh, we had what was our first Calvin Ridley day? Uh, when he was officially so February that was February fifteenth. Yes, it when was he the, could apply. Yes, correct. Yep. And so now this is the new Calvin Ridley yep. day. Put it down on the calendar, yeah. folks. March sixth. Oh, yeah. happy day! Here we are yeah. at long last. And so here's a guy that's going to be in the fold, and and they're going to be working. You'll be able to get a little glimpse of what he's going to be like once he makes it here. Off season workouts, OTAs, all that stuff will be upcoming, and then. They got to start thinking about all the other things that are going to happen within the next. I would of like days. to note. Apparently, Twitter was having issues earlier in the mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. but now all of a sudden it is working again. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's been cranked. Something to do with Calvin. Yeah. All, all related. Yeah, all related. X Files music. And so, if they they basically just uh, put him in a position to where he can come in and immediately grab that playbook, which he probably already had, and start working on everything. By the way, with with his reinstatement, 
the Falcons get the Jags' fifth-round pick this year mm-hmm. and a conditional 2024 pick. I wonder how it's high right that now one. a fourth-rounder. Yeah, okay, all right. Could curious. end up being the third Yeah. if he signs an extension. Okay, all right. We'll keep it rolling on that front. Or uh, second if he signs an extension. Excuse me. It, it could climb as high as a second? As a second if he signs an extension. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that yeah. If 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 you're signing him to an extension, you're getting everything you would expect to get out of a guy, and you give up that second round pick happily. The third, the could be a third rounder. It's it's performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Enhanced. Yeah. All right. Sexl prime time. We'll keep it rolling. This is XL Prime Time. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Well, thank goodness photos are back on Twitter. Because my boy Chris Medlin just tweeted out a Google search, a photo of a Google search. I know I just led that and that, if you know Chris, could mean a lot of things. Um, Which airlines provide the cheapest flights from Jacksonville to Las Vegas? In case you missed it, Las Vegas is hosting the Super Bowl next year, and the Jaguars officially have Calvin Ridley in the fold after he was reinstated by the National Football League. The team is reportedly going to be sending out a press release here in just a little bit with comment from Doug Peterson, Trent Baalke, and front office officials. I'll leave that to Coach. Thank you, Lloyd. That's what will happen. I'll leave that to Coach. And here Thank it you. is. Here is the press release. Thank you, David Wolf, our brother. We love you, man. D-Dub. Uh, D-Dub coming through. Um, so we're waiting for that to load, and here it is. This is from the Jaguars themselves. The Jaguar organization is aware of the NFL's ruling to reinstate Calvin Ridley. We would look forward to building a relationship with Calvin as both an individual and as a player. Calvin is a proven playmaker, and we are excited to see him compete among and with his new teammates, first during our offseason program in April and ultimately into the 2023 season as we collectively pursue a championship for Jacksonville. And here is the statement from Calvin Ridley. Today's reinstatement by the NFL brings an end to a challenging chapter of my professional career, one that was self-inflicted and began with an isolated lapse in judgment. I have always owned my mistakes, and this is no different. I have great respect for the game, and I'm excited for the opportunity to restart my career in Jacksonville. I do look forward to showing my new coaches, teammates, and the entire Jaguars organization exactly who I am and what I represent as a player and person. By the way, he now officially is eligible to participate in all team activities effective Immediately. Oh, yeah. And so the NFL, whenever they came out at the time, they got to make sure they investigate everything. And, you know, they can do it. I I think, Matt, you were asking last week, you know, when is it going to happen? Why hasn't it happened yet? And, you know, they just they have their own time. And they did investigate at that point, said no signs of, you know, compromising the game. He just bet. And at the very least, they probably had to scour the records and make sure that there wasn't a – and don't think for a moment the NFL (laughs) doesn't have – uh, uh, forensic people to be able to check and see if there were other things being wagered on, maybe putting him in a position where he could compromise games. So all that's good to go. I like hearing that. All right, in honor of him coming back and getting ready to restart his career, let's uh, – well, if you had a lousy weekend, let's go back to the weekend uh, that was. And, and, and basically, this is living right here. These are highlights. Let's hit them. The Weekend Rewind, brought to you by Cycles of Jacksonville, the big boy toy store for big boy toys. What happened this weekend? Buzzer beaters in college basketball. Here come the Lumberjacks. No timeouts. Jalen Cohn wrapped up for it for the win. Got it! Oh, my. And the one seed is one and done. Trouble with seven seconds. Kicks it out to Lundy. 
drives his for three. Knew it wasn't good. The rebound for the hands of Wheeler. He wins it off the buzzer. The Knicks stay hot. Tatum kicks. For your father's Knicks. Tickets getting punched. Tapped around. That's it. It's over. Kennesaw State wins the A-Sun Championship. And they're going to the NCAA Tournament for the first time in school history. KD makes the Suns scary. Durant driving on Hardaway. Pull-up jumper. Durant got it. And Phoenix has a two-point lead. 35 for Durant. Number one survives. Chef driving. Looking up, one second to go for the win! He got it! The Cougars win it! Number one remains number one! Kurt wins his first PGA tournament. And he is about ready to take down the biggest stars on the PGA Tour. Step aside, all you superstars! Kitayama's in the winner's circle, finally, on the PGA Tour. A deserving champion, the pressure was on him all day today, all day yesterday. He handled it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Thanks to Cycles of Jacksonville. If you had a lousy weekend, head on over there. Find some fun. They definitely have it on their showroom, and they gave you some of those fun and exciting moments, especially when you think of uh, tickets being punched to the big dance. March Madness, we are in it. Uh, we will have the big conference championships unfolding this week, but Northern Arizona, Kennesaw State, you had a bunch of good ones there, and then Houston surviving. Both sides of the association, huge games Knicks Boston Suns Mavericks definitely some good stuff over the weekend Kennesaw State is such a great story mm-hmm. um their head coach Abdur Al-Rahim and mm-hmm. I definitely butchered that I've been having a great last few weeks of pronunciation Abdur Al-Rahim Abdur Al-Rahim mm-hmm. um incredible story not just because he grew up a stone's throw from Kennesaw State he comes back home he's from a a, a great family of basketball guys. I believe he has like 10 siblings and it's like five of them all played college basketball. It's yeah. a really cool story. Um, but he uh, he went out in the same class as Anthony Edwards, mind mm-hmm. you, in mm-hmm. the state of Georgia, which was a basketball rich yeah. high school graduating class. He got three guys in the top 25 in the state of Georgia. And then he got another one the following year. I talked to him when UNF played them, which that was the game that Jose mm-hmm. Placer uh, excuse me, beat mm-hmm. them on the buzzer beater yeah. at UNF Arena. But in talking to him and his coaching staff pregame, they built this thing the old school way. And Matt was just showing me Florida's recruiting status in the coming years and maybe where Todd Golden hasn't necessarily recruited high school kids, and we're just going to use the transfer portal. And mm-hmm. while, yes, that's the name of the game right now in college basketball, I'm not so sure that you can't, even if it's only at the mid-major level and not the Power 5 level, you can't go out and still recruit four-year guys because look at what he just did with Kennesaw State. This is a team that won two games three years ago. Mm -hmm. Two games, and now they're going to the NCAA tournament. It really is a heck of a story, and there aren't aren't too many of those that you can point to, so when it happens, it is special. And look, Matthew Driscoll and the Ospreys, JU – uh, and the, they're certainly all trying to get there, but it's a good story that Kennesaw State was able to take it to the A-Sun Championship and get in for the first time. But you take a look at this transfer portal, and it's a tricky thing to figure out, and you better be able to mix guys that you know will stick around, that you do have a chance to develop, but you always got to be fearful of that portal. 
because a guy, just no one is long for a university to stay there a full four years or however many years. They, there aren't enough Stetson Bennett's and, and, Cap, and Castleton's out there anymore. Honestly, it's true. Well, so Matt noted that right now the Gators only have two players in the class of 2023, mm-hmm. no commits in the class of 2024 on the hardwood. Yeah. And one of those 2023 commits, what's the name of it, Matt? The, uh, the NBA. International. International. Exp- I don't know. It's it's like an, it's like a development leave in, in Australia. This yeah. Game. I think Golden went to Billy Napier said uh, – Todd went to Billy and said, show me the way. He show better me go to somebody say, show me the way. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, they need to figure it out because right now you're talking about they did win over LSU, but you're talking about a – Worst team in the league. Yeah. And, you, and, and they fell apart Georgia's because – the second worst team in the league, and they beat them two of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Prior, and, uh, yeah. They, 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 look, they're 500 basketball. You have to go all the way back to – I think it was the 90s, the last time they played that uh, low of, of, a, of a percentage – in the regular season, that's terrible, to use your phrase. Uh, and so that's that's where they are. Old Todd better figure it out. That's for sure. Quickly. Terrible. Well, yeah. Quickly. Yeah. By the way, another note on the SEC on the basketball front, Brandon Miller officially named the SEC's player of the year. Mm-hmm. He obviously is the Alabama player that some potential transgressions off the court have been discussed. Um, he, you know. He, he truly gained the most headlines. I will tell you this, like that's for sure, right? And he's going to win newcomer of the year nationally, I'm sure as well. Yeah. I can tell you this: I had to cast my ballot, and I won't release it until mm-hmm. the time is right for all Americans. Mm-hmm. And you know, JJ and I just said, like, there's something you have to vote for what they did on the field or on the court. And there is no dismissing the fact that he was the most talented player in the SEC, um, even if yes, there was some controversy that came along with it. Yeah. It's XL Prime Time. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Big news of the day. You might be tuning in and out of the Superstation. So you're in your car, you just hit the app, log back on the stream, whatever it might be. Calvin Ridley was officially a Jacksonville Jaguar. Now he was already a Jacksonville Jaguar, but now reinstated by the National Football League. That is big, people, and he's got a chance to come in. We gave you the numbers earlier, which if you're just looking at a 17-game season, you're looking at a guy who was very productive and totaled over 1,300 yards and grabbed a lot of footballs, and that's what this football team is hoping for. And so the idea that he can immediately come in and be eligible for team activities and all that stuff once the new league year begins, that's really important for Trevor for any of the other guys that are out there because, you know, they're immediately going to want to start working collectively uh, and get Calvin Ridley integrated in this offense as soon as possible. Our good friend John Shipley of Jaguar Report SI did the hard work and the heavy lifting for us. You just listed off the Jaguars' starting skill players week one this upcoming season, Josie. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Calvin Ridley. These were their starting skill players week one. 2021, two years prior. Uh-huh. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence starting his first game ever. James Robinson, Chris Manhurts, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, and LaVisca Chenault. Yeah, it's uh, it's starkly different. Remember the dysfunction of that game, too? Oh, my God. 
Well, yeah. remember the pregame. Oh my God. Someone asked me last week, ESPN Fort Myers had me on, and of mm-hmm. course, even though uh, it's been almost two years, they still wanted the best of urban oh, stories. Yeah. And I said, whatever, I oblige. I, I indulge in it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I play the hits. Yeah, yeah. I, I play the hits when people ask me to. Well said, JJ. Um, but, you know, I said that the Wednesday before that game, I asked Urban about the three-headed monster of sorts at running back they had of David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead, obviously three different styles of runners. How do you plan for that? And Urban started talking about Joe Mixon. That was the first infamous That one. is when we should have known, mm-hmm. but we didn't. Mm-hmm. But here we are two years later. And we're like, you know what? This dude is working double time, man. He's looking at – he's advanced scouting for the next four opponents. It, it's it, it can happen. Give him a break. <laughs> Oh, but the the idea, and by the way, let's pair up Herb with Dave's, some of Dave's decisions, because Visca Chenault was one of four guys that he absolutely fell in love with in that draft. And, and well, we know what Dave was doing. Dave's not here. Yeah. And so it just was another mistake, mess. And that guy flashed, what, once or twice in a Jaguar uniform? Yeah. Where you're like, oh, okay. He had a better career as a Carolina Panther. Yeah, it, it, it's just nuts. By but. the way, I have the specifics of the trade. Yes. Okay. Um, so it is a fifth rounder plus a conditional pick. So it's a fifth rounder no matter what. Now it's going the conditions are a fourth rounder if he makes the team, which you can lock that in. Mm-hmm. It becomes a third based off playing time, which I don't know what that is. And then it becomes a second if he signs an extension with the Jags. Yeah, and so if you are going to go, if you're going to play percentages, they went to get him on that final year of his of his five year deal, which the option was picked up, and they honor it. Right. You just have to make the assumption this is now a deal for a fifth and a second, right? Yep. That's what you have to assume. Yeah. Right. And, and also, unless, sign him. Yeah, yeah, unless it just falls flat on, flat right. on its face. But and you, also, you would knowing, doubt that, that would happen. Right. And this is also, as you know, let's bring this full circle and talk mm-hmm. about Evan Ingram, Juwan Taylor extensions and franchise Tags. tag money. Yeah. Yeah. Part of why Trent Balky said they cleared the cap space, they did, they prepared the way they did, is not just for potential long term extensions for players on the roster down the line, mm-hmm. but they need to play, they need to pay Evan, or Evan Ingram. They need to pay Calvin Ridley the $11 million he is owed on the fifth-year option. They're going to be paying Josh Allen as of now on the fifth-year option option. unless they look to create an extension. And that's around 10. Right, on that. And so, you know, a lot of this money that we're looking at and we're saying, oh, they cleared all this cap space, they can get Ingram, they can get Arden Key, they can get Dewan Smoot. Like, you also have to allot for, number one, the salary for Calvin Ridley for this upcoming year, which now we can talk about and can be on the books. And moreover, if you're going to pay him down the line as yeah, well. Yeah, it, 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 wherever you felt like you were catching a break, and you, it's so funny because I talk to Jaguar fans all over the place, and they ask about, you know, what about Nuke? What about, you know, this guy? What, hey, can you trade for this guy? No, you need to get all this fixed in-house and take care of all your money contractually in-house before you even start shopping somewhere else. That, that, is, that is all to be done. Within the, what, the next uh, three weeks' time. Basically. By the way, it's worth noting, and a lot of, NFL pundits right now on Twitter mm-hmm. are sounding off about this, how smart the Ridley trade may very well look, or you know whether whether he pans out or he doesn't pan right. out. It was a smart deal by Trent Baalke, um, but especially because I know there are plenty of folks out there who thought maybe the Jaguars should have traded for Robbie Anderson, mm-hmm. speaking of LaVisca Chenault and who he replaced up in Carolina. Right. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are expected to move on from Robbie Anderson after giving up two trade, two, two picks, granted, yeah. day three picks. Yeah. And less than a season on the roster, they're also going to be moving on from their center. Yeah, if you think about certain guys, 
Uh, Robbie Anderson went from New York down to Carolina, didn't do a whole lot. They got him out of town, go somewhere else, didn't do a whole lot. They, they're going to get him out of town. Uh, you take a look at Kenny Galladay. Uh, look, this is straight out of the Garth Brooks. A million to catch. Yeah. This Literally is the, a million to catch. Yeah. This is the Garth Brooks classic songwriting you know, convention here. These are unanswered prayers because people were asking for certain guys to come here. And you can just be thankful that they didn't. That, that, that someone did not answer your prayer because Kenny Galladay, as you said, he didn't do he didn't do zip. He, up he in had forty three career catches. He made forty one million. Yeah, it, it's in, it's insane. Now that was a contract. wasn't total amount of money that he got, but still. No, no, that was the know. total amount of money he made. Forty one million total so amount of money. Over he made. two year period is what that was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it. It, it, it with ta- signing bonus. Mm-hmm. With the signing. Well, okay. Bonus. Anyway, what? A waste of money yes. up there in New York. By the way, Robbie Anderson uh, now goes by Chosen Anderson. Mm-hmm. Apologies to Chosen that we, uh, <laughs> we we spoke we spoke too soon, kind of yeah. like Mar- Mike Garofalo. If you're going to change your name, make it badass like Meta yeah. World Peace. Yeah, no, exactly. Chosen Anderson. He's yeah. Chosen. Yeah, I mean, at least finish it out. If you want to go ahead and call the yourself Chosen, chosen One, one. Yeah. Then go ahead. Mike Garofalo. Uh, flesh it out a little <laughs> bit. Still better. JJ and I agreed. Mike chosen Gar- Two. Mike Garofalo of the NFL Network called Derek Carr David Carr this morning. And yeah. as JJ said, we really should be blaming the Carr's parents for yeah. having yeah, two kids. Yeah, once you do the same names. first couple letters of the first names, you're asking for it. Right. By the way, we mentioned Brandon Miller as the SEC Player of the Year feel like we kind of bashed Florida basketball in that last segment. Some uh, positive vibes. Bashable. Positive vibes. Positive vibes, Gator fans. Colin Castleton, despite that season-ending injury, was named first-team All-SEC, All-Defensive for the SEC as well, and freshman guard Riley Kugel was named to the SEC All-Freshman yeah, team. And, and, and Just Kugel's keep Riley Kugel. Don't let him go to Kentucky. That's all on you, McGood. Yeah. Well, he's he's like the, the the latest and greatest new hope for him. Yeah. So let's just hope that he he They're sticks around. On him like grim death, yeah. man. You kidding me? Castleton will be back for his 14th year next season. Yeah, it's XL Prime. Now the two minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet, keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, Frank Franchi's in, into a discussion when he walked in the studio. He had no idea, but he does join us now. I just the hit Frazier him with show. that. I just yeah, hit him with yeah. getting ready if, to if go. Four Americans are taken, then the wrong guys by the cartel. Yeah. Why don't you just give him back? And well, he said no. On, yeah. in, on Law and Order? Yeah. No, real it's, life. Yeah. Well, I don't know real life. All I know is Law and Order. How do I know? Well, what have I been taken by well, the cartel? Real life, the cartel took law four and order, Americans. And uh, uh, Law and Order, they wipe them out, and then the Law and Order guys go put them in jail. I'll take it a step further. In Ozark, something okay. else happens. Right, okay, so. something slightly different. <laughs> Speaking of I'm cartel. walking. I'm in a good mood. We got golf, and I got the cartel me. What the hell? The cartel made a huge mistake. Too. I don't know if this is good news or not, but let's hit of that with Frank real quick, JJ. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. According to both Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, the Jaguars have officially franchise tagged Evan Ingram. Yeah, those I, I think is, is I didn't know that was I guess it wasn't official. I thought she was going to say the cartel gave back the yeah, Americans. Yeah, I thought thought it, yeah, so so Ingram Ingram franchise as expected. Yeah, and it's around ten mil. Yeah, yeah, eleven, 10, eleven. No, is it eleven? Le- eleven and change. Yeah, I think. eleven yeah. three. Eleven point yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, if they come to a, a yeah. deal, yeah, before yeah. And, July and I think they, I can tell you, and you know this, Mia. He wants to stay, and they want him to stay. The fight he's fighting is. This is his one. This is your one yeah, this ticket. Is it, yeah. This yeah. is your ticket. Mm-hmm. So Everyone when you have say, your one chance to, 
Don't blow it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone can say he wants to stay and they want to stay, but money is yeah. what's talking well, right well, now. Well, he's not going to get a second ticket. Yeah. You know, some guys that are great every year and great every year. This is the second ticket. This yeah. is the second ticket. So yeah. this, this is your ticket. That's you what I said you can't mess show. this I mean, That's what I'm off. saying. The money is yeah, doing all the you, talking. So, right so he want, they both want it to work in Jacksonville if the money is right. So we'll see. I, I'd be surprised if he's not here. Obviously, he's here this year. But I'd be surprised if he's not mm-hmm. extended. So mm-hmm. I, I think he will be. Uh, the Ridley news is exciting. You know the cool thing about Ridley? And you guys have probably talked about what we're going to talk about on our show today. This isn't a guy that just signed a free agent deal or got traded for. Mm-hmm. This guy hasn't played in a year. Yeah. He's, I mean, if you ever don't play, we you don't play golf for a year, yeah. you can't wait to go back. Yeah. You know, it, you can't. I mean, this is a guy just chomping at the bit. It'll be he roughly, watched everybody play. It'll be roughly 22 months. Yeah, right. Correct. He's, yeah. He, I mean, he's, this is a guy from Miami who's played football all his life, right? Mm-hmm. His whole life he's played. Yeah. They hadn't played in a year. year. Well, good point. Two yeah. years by the time yeah. he plays. Yeah, his it's, whole identity's been football. His whole identity. Yeah. And that, so you talk about a guy that can't wait, and and people that know him, people that have been in touch with him, said he can't wait to play. So that yeah. that's kind of cool. I mean, that, we did a uh, seventeen game or not? We someone yeah. did it yeah. on Twitter. Seventeen games, thirteen hundred yards, eight scores. You'll you'll take that, right? His last seventeen games. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'll yeah. take that. I mean, yeah. The, the the beauty is they're only playing with one ball. Yeah. So I love the fact that there's not enough footballs to go around. That's yeah. when you have a good team. So, no, so, so I'm excited about. It. You guys excited about the players? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You're the mayor of the players. And it, what's so funny is I, I I'm like Jared Rice right now. Yeah. I keep looking at the weather forecast, yeah, so. and it looks good. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, a year ago it was hellish, and it looks great. So Watching. Uh, yeah. Did you watch uh, Full Swing yet? Netflix I have series? not. It's great. I've not watched it. Watching it back, yeah. put into full perspective. You watch all of it? No, I've only watched first three episodes, but just how much rain. There was a year. Oh, right la- oh my God! It was I told Jared. I said, "There's nothing." How you know? You want to talk about gut punches? Yeah. You knew on a Tuesday yeah. that you were not going to be able to finish this right. tournament. That's a hell of a thing as a tournament director. Yeah. And then I, they I, went to the next Tuesday. I, I, I kid him all the time. Jared Rice, if you know him, and we all do, is the happiest, most upbeat, most positive person. I never. I'm not making this up. I never saw him frown until last yeah. year. And, last and year, Frank, he's got the rain suit on, yeah. and he's got his the mm-hmm. the phone thing in his ear and he's, he's <laughs> and he's like and he's just I said you frowned yeah I frowned a little and, and, so. and you know this Frank in the time that you've been here watching all these great yeah. players it's never been that way where on a Tuesday you knew right. you were not going to finish the, so two out of three years he had a pandemic yeah, yeah, and yeah, got yeah. rained out yeah, that's yeah. a hell of a thing so so we'll talk we'll talk all that today we'll talk Ridley we'll certainly talk about Evan getting the official tag I know not everybody's a college baseball fan you got to get to that ballpark have y'all been to the ballpark no yeah. I haven't gotten a chance yeah. to you, get I, if, if you don't and do they anything beat else, that butt yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, and that's a whole new story. Something's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, something. There's, there's too many home runs in baseball now, and I love it, by the way. Yeah. But something's good. But I'm just telling you, you guys got to get the ball. I'm telling you, you got to see the ball. Something's going on with the aluminum, and dude, all, I, and the- I saw two balls hit yesterday that I haven't seen balls hit that far in a college game. Yeah, I mean, one guy's got ten home runs. Six five kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, Believe he, me, Frank. They got one trampoline effect on yeah, aluminum yeah. bats. They want but, more. But I'm just telling you, there's something. The old Manfred there's special. No one wants to admit it, but there's something going on. Yeah. Right? We, and, and, by, and I'm okay with it going on. Yeah. But all right, that's all coming up. Thanks. All right, sounds good. Frank, Hayes, Lauren, the Gibby, they'll all special. have it cranking for you coming up in just a bit. But that's really what it is: is that uh, offense, offense, offense. Just give it to me. Yeah. Here. And they uh, they got a hold of the in that rubber match against the uh, Canes. Pretty good. Listen, that's all the Gators can hang their hat on right now. <laughs> and they, all will, you got, bro. They, will, they will take it. Well, you'll they have will. the number one overall pick in the draft, so mm-hmm. you got that going for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, so I got that going for me. It's all nice. right, we are out. We will be at TPC Sawgrass, the Players' Stadium course tomorrow. Looking forward to it. 
uh, coming out for the military appreciation. We will have uh, all things players throughout the course of the week. Joe C., me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, JJ, and Big Surf. We'll talk to you manana.